see, if we recorded this one for Twitch, like we're planning to, this <laughs> would look very suspicious. Oh, yeah. The fact we are hiding our crotches with soundproofing. <laughs> but anyway, welcome to episode, please tell me that's right, episode 16. Yeah, we are on 16 now. Thank I you. had to think about that for a second. Yeah. Coming live from Big Wangers HQ. No <laughs> more of that talking <laughs> of Discord shit. I know, yeah, for one week. For, for one, one week. week <laughs> and I am here with my friend Lucas. Say hello, Lucas. Guten Morgan. Fuck you. And my friend Charlie. <laughs> hello. There we go. See, Charlie knows what he's doing. He knows. He fucking knows. And we are all... I did just wave, though, so that's probably enough. <laughs> wave at the microphone. <laughs> hello, microphone. It's because we were streaming. Oh, God. Right, and I am hung over as balls, so I am drinking a triple shot fucking monster energy drink coffee. To be fair, we're all hung over. Yes, we are immeasurably hung over. So I want to explain why and take the reins on this one. I mean, yeah. So, um, yeah, yesterday night, we stayed up until like three o'clock in the morning. No, no, try four. Well, it's yeah, four. four o'clock in the morning. We were recording until three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, so we were just recording some content for my YouTube channel. Um, basically... We were like, oh yeah, we'll, you know, spend a couple of hours recording, having a few drinks. That devolved into playing Smash for hours on end. Because Lucas would not let us go home. No. He's just, he's become the slave driver that I'm supposed to be. Yes. So you text me going, oh, is the podcast supposed to go up today? Oh, it's fine. As long as it goes up whenever. Me and Charlie, it's three o'clock in the morning, both there. Can we please go home? Looks like, no, we need to record I mean, to be fair, that's just (laughs) because I'm Oh, I thought we were still playing Smash. I mean, we were... And we two hours ago we were, and four hours ago we were. <laughs> I'm just used to staying up till like five o'clock in the morning anyway, so exactly. I just kind of felt normal to me. It's Charlie, we just me and Charlie are sat there. Please, Lucas, we need to go home. You like, have enough footage. What I can only dunk you so many times until you agree to let us go. <laughs> you know what? You needed to pull the bob out. There's, there's only so many turnips. <laughs> oh, it's, the idea though was, I oh, will record a few things, get some one v one, some random crap. It was, yeah, yeah. It's the thing with Smash is you can never have just that last one. Because no if it's unsatisfying... It's really uns- hard to ever have a final match that feels, yeah, satisfying mm. and graphing and just... There's always one person that wants one more. I mean, like, it's not one person who wants one more. It's one person who gets fucking annihilated <laughs> in 30 seconds and then feels wronged. Yeah, I did not get to play for the final five minutes yeah. one more. It's like, oh, well, you know, you guys had a good one-on-one at the end, but I died three times within the first 30 seconds. I'm sorry, the bearer plane had to come out. <laughs> what game for you guys is, I'll use that as a jumping-off point, is your one more game. Well, you finish playing, you go, okay, one more. I mean, other than Smash Bros. <laughs> other than, other than Smash Bros. Us. Yes. I mean, it's Dota. <laughs> like, that is it. So, Dota 2, I got in the beta when it came out in 2011. And um, it, I used to play Heroes of Nerf before that, so MOBA and stuff. But it, it was, just, was just on another level, and it kind of ate my entire life for a while. And then I stopped, because everybody I play, used to play with kind of stopped, and we were all like, yeah, whatever. And one day... My friend Mark, a few months ago, was just like, well, we could play Dota. And, <laughs> it's, just, and it's begun. <laughs> it was the Barney Gumble, just, it begins. It, it, it really has He begun. said the words that should not be mentioned. I know, and now now we just have this one thing where one of us will message the other one and just say, for the boys. <laughs> for, for, for Dota. The, for the boys. And if, if anyone's ever hesitant, it's just like, well, we'll do it for the boys. And then that's it. And that's it. And then we have to play Dota. You've got to do no excuse. Not it's just got to gotta be done. Sometimes we just put FTB. That's it. That's all we need. Is that similar to when I want to duel with people? Because I've got some mates who might, we all play Yu Gi Oh! every now and again. And if I want to duel, I send in the picture of Yu Gi Oh! 
that's put over some guy's yeah. head. <laughs> yeah. So I'm descri- I'm going dis- to visually, like, well, verbally describe a visual medium here, memes. Mm. But it's a picture of Yu-Gi-Oh with his head on a guy just who's in front of a clock, and every hand on the clock points to the word "dull." Oh, and it's, would you oh, look, look at the look time? At the time. <laughs> and, and whenever we want to like "dull," I'll just send that message to <laughs> chat with a question mark following it. And usually, as the answer just comes back, it's just like "yes," and <laughs> we will "dull." That's the one. But oh, I think what my like one more game is. I think it might have to be Halo Wars, even okay. though games oh, really? take about forty minutes in that. <laughs> they certainly do. <laughs> oh, sweet summer child! <laughs> you do. You do not Dota can be anywhere from a tense, thrilling forty-five minute slugfest all the way up to my the worst game in recent history was ninety-five minutes. Oh my god! And so, like, just to go a bit deeper into it, in Dota you have like your main building. Then you have three sets of outer buildings. And when you kill the outer buildings, the the minions that constantly assail your base get ridiculously strong. And the point is the fact that that's going to then just help them push the game and then win. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've had two games recently where the team has gotten those at creeps and then just still managed to just defend it for another 45 minutes. Oh my god. And I've done it and I've had it done against me. And you just lose the will to live. And then you go, oh, let's do one more anyway. Yeah, <laughs> In Halo Wars, do one more. There's me and my friend who play it, we just like dicking around with the bullshit tactics. So there's a meta, is there, in most games, but mm-hmm. we ignore that in lieu of, let's just try and see what's the most bullshit thing we can do. I mean, that sounds like us playing games it in does. Any, yeah, yeah. any game. So one of the tactics that we discovered recently is, is there is a character, it's Kinsano, and her ability is, just the passive one, is every time your team, one of your units gets a kill... They get a brief boost to damage and speed. Cool. Also, when they first get spawned, they get a boost to damage and speed. Oh, fucking hell. So what I thought is, if I just do that and then only build snipers, <laughs> and then only build artillery, and then my teammate only builds anti-air to stop no. the anti-air, oh, God, yeah. and I position all of the snipers and all of the long-range artillery launchers behind both of our bases... There is nothing they can do yeah. oh, because the moment anything arrives in front of his base, he's instantaneously killed. <laughs> just fifty snipers just scoping on. We well, can get while. hero units in that game. Yeah, snipers yeah, yeah. can only attack um, infantry, and towards the end of the game, the only infantry you'll usually see is just the hero units. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the moment they summon their most powerful units, Master is, Chief just walks yeah, in and is just tanked immediately, just <laughs> filled like a Swiss cheese, just oh, annihilated God. by fifty sniper rifles <laughs> and forty like. Um, it reminds me uh, of playing Dawn of War back in the day. So the the first expansion came out, and to my like, in my opinion, that's still the the time where the game was at its best because it was more or less broken, but it was so much fun. And uh, I kind of tried this build out online, and I, I don't know if I made it. I think it was probably other people doing it as well. But the, the Eldar race, basically space elves, they had these little little support platforms that had like a single laser on it, and they <laughs> had they had a pop, they had a population cap of thirty, and these things took up one population. So cap. you get thirty of them, and you know you have a three v three fight, and you just like guys keep them distracted. And I, and they move really slowly, so you just have thirty of these little lasers just all <laughs> grinding up the map, inching their and then way you, forward. You get to your opponent's first building, and you purposely like delay them so they all attack at the same time, and like the little bar fills up, and then it just goes boom, and like a building just explodes because thirty lasers hit it simultaneously, and then you, they don't really realise they're under attack, and then boom, another one goes. We did something so similar. funny. Um, my friend, he's really really good at the game. 
and he builds the equivalent of the tank because no one really uses the tank thing. it's all air because air always wins it's yeah, the fastest yeah. and it can travel over all um, terrain mm. but he goes for a build where he gets really fast tanks that he then turns invisible oh nice so their opponents that are sat there and bear in mind they're probably on like tech 1 tech 2 they're just to the point where okay I'm going to start building units 13 tanks crest are also rising <laughs> oh, completely <God>. invisible led <laughs> by the arbiter <laughs> <laughs> just starts bombarding the oh, runchy. Oh, so oh, how run. do I defeat this how do I stop it? And then just behind them become the betrayer humans who are helping the Covenant with their sniper rifles because all they've got at that point is just fucking... They'll have infantry. Oh, God. And I remember there's... Um, it probably doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people. There's one unit that's very powerful where they're jump pack brutes so they jump really oh, high yeah, yeah. and hit your base and they're building destroyers. But... If you have snipers, it just it becomes skeet shooting. Yeah. Now I think my <laughs> sniper... jump into the air. It's like, okay, pull. 40 <laughs> brutes jump into the air. 40 corpses land by oh, my base. And we do the one where we try and level up um, our units as much as we can. Because every time they level up, they get a bonus to health and damage. Nice. Yeah. And then if you put them inside a garrison, they get a bonus to health, damage and range. So I got to the point where I was putting my hero unit in a garrison. I forgot about him. Oh, God. And I went back and went, why am I still... Why is he saying I'm under attack? And I had my unit, which is a um, the leader of the hunters, which is two hunters put into one body. Oh, my God. Which is basically, it's so stupid. He's so massive. And he's just got his beam that siphons health constantly. Nice. And he, was lo- he gains more health than he loses. And he was taking out scarabs on his own. Jesus Christ. So, you know what? That's a fucking leader. That is a hero right that is, there. That is a leader I will follow just to the death. Just sucking the life out of giant spider tanks. <laughs> just, just single-handedly takes down scarrows on his own like a champ. But that's I think that's got to be mine, because every time we pull that bullshit off, it's like we need to do it again. Yeah. yeah or, if we, or if we die to someone who just goes, oh, I'm just going to do a, a jump pack brute rush, we get annoyed and say, oh, let's do it again. And let's build a counter to that because that seems to be the meta this week. Yeah, yeah. That's the people on the subreddit of this game that has like 500 people still playing it that said this is the new thing that dominates bases. So, what is yours, Lucas? What is your your? So I game? think both of you know where I'm going with this one. Mm-hmm. You're both going to wince when I say it, but it's always Destiny. Oh, fuck's sake. I mean, Destiny 2 right now. For fuck's sake. Why? Yeah, always. And um, yeah, I'm just like uh, a weekly Destiny player. Yeah. And then the the thing that normally keeps me coming back the most is the PvP when they have like special events on. Mm. So there's like things called Iron Banner, which is on this week at the yeah, moment, yeah. and you get like really cool themed um, arm sets from it, really decent weapons from it and stuff. And it's just trying to find different loadouts that work because there's so many different like cool exotic weapons in the game mm. and stuff. Just trying to go. Oh well, you know this bullshit didn't work in the last match. Just trying to slide around with a shotgun everywhere, but this time I'm just going to pull out a sword that can shoot beams at people. Mm. Can you do me a favor though, Lucas? Because Destiny is one of those games where there's, oh, there's only two Destiny games, isn't there? But there is, but there's plenty of expansions. But they've both. tried to fill out so much lore for a game that most people play to the pew pew guns. Yeah, so, it's yeah. very weird because I have watched a few videos on YouTube exploring the law. Exploring the law, but I'm not that bothered. I'm the type of person that goes in and goes, you know what? This has really fucking fun powers and really cool guns. So for me now, Lucas, can you just like I want to give people an experience? So this is like the Similian or whatever the fuck you pronounce that, because the words in that game for things like armor and guns just sound like made up nonsense. <laughs> it sounds like a guy at the marketing department said, "We can't just call it." armor or loot we have to call it so 
Can you just tell me now the process of upgrading armor with the terms they use in I game? I need engrams, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, well, I mean, engrams is the little... Um, <laughs> no, the don't, little don't, ex- don't, don't explain what they are. Just, tell, oh, okay. just using in-game terminology, describe how you would upgrade your armor. <laughs> okay, so if I was going to upgrade my armor, um, you just go in, go into your character select screen, preview, uh, like, your helmet or your gauntlets, for example, something like that. Um, you'd go to an infusion section. You'd Stars. hover over the infusion section, find um, another gun with a higher power level uh, or armor set with a power level that's higher. You would then hover over that armor piece. Um, you would check that you've got all of the four different things. So you've got like enhancement cores. You've got um, like phase glass. Keep going. Um, you get your glimmer, uh, your legendary shards. And if you've got enough of them, you can then like hold X to infuse, and that's how you like put the power level into the other piece of armor. Yeah, I like that. You've got to infuse. See, so what have I got here? I've got a legendary gun that I unlocked by defeating a thousand enemies in a row. We've got these legendary shards. I've got engrams, bits of light, whatever the fuck. Okay, what does it do? Well, my gun now does 4% more damage. Yeah. Cool. Uh, upgrading your armor in Destiny is like making a cup of tea. That sounds a bit... It's got to infuse that flavour into your new game. I remember just seeing it was like a screenshot, and nothing on screen made any sense. Like, did George R R Martin write this? I mean, that's my favourite thing is when um, I've told you in the past that thing I might have mentioned on the podcast, but like going through and trying to type a script using the law words in Destiny, and you've got words like Ahamkara, yeah. and it's just like, oh, okay, this wish dragon god, but it doesn't say wish dragon god is Aham. Ahamkara. Exactly, that's what and I wanted just to like, do. I couldn't even pronounce the word. Yeah. Like, I just God. remember just seeing the screenshot of just like, here are like the 400 different collectibles you get. Mm. Yeah. The game I'm playing at the moment is like the collectible thon is, weirdly enough, Mortal Kombat 11. Oh, God, yeah. Which yeah. you two guys saw for the first time this weekend where I expl- I showed you. Just, oh, You showed hit- me the fun involved in that fighting game. Yeah. yeah, so this is a fighting game where you beat people to death. Uh, usually with a large hammer if you're playing Shao Kahn like me. <laughs> but, you know, Big Daddy Khan. And you guys can confirm, you saw my playtime. and I, I, I've exclusively played Shao Kahn. From the looks of it, yeah. yeah 95% of my game time. And I've only played him. I've only tried to unlock stuff for him. And I'll probably play the game for about 30, 40 hours at this point. Just every night I play like an hour yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Just like to see, unlock the stuff for that day. I have got one third of his stuff that you unlock. And yep. it's a very similar system to Injustice 2 with some tweaks and things. And again, I can confirm, I played about five characters and the equipment that I got, because it's all randomised, and it's not weighted to what characters you play. Even though it probably should be. It should be, but they, that way they will be less likely to get money from you, real money from you. Yep. Um, but, so say for example, I'm playing a lot of like um, Harley Quinn, a lot of Bat- Batman... Um, Nightwing, stuff like that, a lot of Batman characters. I'm getting like Wonder Woman, Darkseid, and Aquaman pieces just <laughs> yeah. constantly. Here's, the one that get, like, oh. here's what gets me though. Shang Tsung, the DLC character, who isn't out at the time we're recording this. Like, he's not out for people who haven't pre-ordered the, him. You're not getting pieces for him, are you? Yeah, you unlock oh, stuff. Oh no. You unlocked Yay. costumes and things for characters you can't play. And oh, he's on no. my screen, greyed out, and I'm unlocking costumes for him. This this is why Dota is the greatest game ever because it's free and you have all the characters and you can just play it. But it's great because I'm not even got into the point where um, you. I'm going to bring up the list actually. Fuck this! I'm grabbing my phone. 
you guys. Oh god, no. <laughs> Carl just broke his phone. Oh, it's, oh god, no, sorry. sitting on me. It's fine. I'm sitting <laughs> on me. You guys need to fucking know the amount of bullshit you have in this game. I'm going to bring up the list of collectibles that you get. Is that with a K? Uh, yes, they are collectibles. <laughs> you know it is, Charlie. Uh, Ed Boon doesn't know what the letter C is. Except for Johnny Cage. Oh, yeah. Johnny Cage is the only exception to that rule. Do you know what I found out as well? He's, uh, like, his name is John Calton. <laughs> but you know what upset nice. me the most? I went, first character I decided to play as, I think, was Johnny Cage. Because, oh. I mean, I just love how stupid he is. Okay, so you guys need to look at this. Um, here we go. Here, this says, the IGN's Mortal Kombat guide has collectible locations for all the collectibles in Mortal Kombat. Collectible section... Completely empty, and then I think that what I'm saying was this guide helpful. Oh, great, thanks. You know what, IGN? No, it was not. <laughs> oh, wiki um, looks like feedback form. And we're so fine. Yeah. The thing I like about Johnny Cage is just how egotistical he is and just how stupid it is. Oh, I love the fact that he has his own name tattooed across his chest oh, in giant letters. Oh, he's such a dumbass. And you know what? I tried to select Johnny Cage, and every option of skin it gave me. Was he was wearing a shirt and yeah. covered up the tattoo? Because I was the, like, "What?" The lore explanation for that is, as he got older, he got embarrassed by it. I don't yep. care. I just want a guy with a stupid I mean, like, name. Mortal, Mortal Kombat gems. is just, you know, the epitome of just dumb. Yeah, and and that's what makes it so great. His signature move is a nut punch. Yeah, yeah, and, and exactly. that's it. And he's a character designed around his signature move being a nut punch. Yep, and just being a general douchebag. And you know what? I just want them to fully commit. To him being a giant douchebag right, and not go. go, oh, we got older and wiser with age. That's not what I want to join right, a cave. No. So I've just got a list up here. And in addition to all the shit you can collect for the towers and stuff like that, got, there are 11 in-game currencies that you collect in Mortal Kombat say. that can be used to a lot of various things. And all things. of them start with the letter K. <laughs> yeah, are you ready? First you have coins, spelled with a K, which you can be used to unlock thing, chests that are in the crypt. Well, the crypt is they have... Chests that have specific loot Is that in them. Chests with a K. Yes. Oh. You have chests that have specific loot in them, but they're the ones that cost the most. And then you have mm. randomized ones, but there is not enough chests in the crypt to unlock everything. So what you have to do is after you've bought all the chests, you go up to a thing and you pay more coins to refill the chests, but it refills them at random. Oh, so if God. you put the option to refill 50 chests, 50 random chests in this giant sprawling environment get refilled. Yeah, because the crypt isn't just a menu. They've turned it into like a little mini 3D action game. That you explore. Oh, but cool. to unlock certain parts of it, you have to... I think to unlock the final area, you have to get 25 brutalities and fatalities against every character in the game. Every character? In the game, yes. Wow. To unlock so stuff. So the optimal way to do that is get your friend to just stand there and yes. let you do it 25 times on every character. Yes, basically. Um, so that's not great. And like bear, that... bear in mind, I've done nothing but play this. I've done nothing but like to go into this and buy as much as I can. I, I had to get a guide. So how do I open this door? But what you do is you pay you pay your coins to unlock this, and you've got to get land twenty five brutalities, twenty five fatalities, twenty five mercies, which are an option. It doesn't tell you how to do in game. Oh my god! Against characters to unlock the three fragments to unlock a door. Through which is a stupid puzzle that you go through, which lets you have access to three chests. Oh no! And then you have to collect the shattered staff of Raiden to go into. Oh a my oh, god! Fuck me! But we don't do because that's coins. And you were you were talking about stupid lore and destiny. No, then then you get onto soul fragments, which are used to unlock exclusive towers in the Tower of Time, which is its own bullshit grind, and also to unlock special things in the crypt. So there's another currency to unlock things in the oh, crypt. No. So you can't just use coins; you have to use your souls. 
<laughs> in addition to that, you've got gear level up tokens, which allow you to level up your gear quicker because every piece of individual gear for every character can be leveled up separately and have stuff put into it. But once you put an option into a piece of gear, um, you have to pay coins to unlock, yeah. unequip it. Oh to, my or, God. To, or if you unlock um, a specific... Because each of the individual pieces of gear, you can get a random chance of one of five different upgrade styles for oh, it. Oh, no. Yeah. And if you don't get the correct thing that you want, you have to re-roll it again yeah. by paying coins. This is atrocious. You also have skip fight tokens, which allow you to skip difficult fights you may come across in the Towers of Time or Classic right. Towers. Because you know what? Game design. We're well, going to give you a currency to I'll skip be honest, the content. When I had to fight a Shao Kahn, where his abilities were, he's constantly sending poison... Um, homing and electric missiles at me while the screen goes dark. But why is that a thing that they've put <laughs> so in like, the game? I I think I think the skip thing is probably fine because it's like a challenge based thing. But the fact you can buy and, them, I'm with guessing real they're money. more or less random. But the fact you can buy them with real money, yeah, that's ridiculous. And then we've got time crystals, which are used to unlock items in the premium store, such as cosmetics and other tokens. So if you run out of tokens, you can yeah. use your time crystals. And to put it into context, so after playing about 30, 40 hours. You have around 1,500 time crystals. Yes. One costume um, costs 500 time one crystals. One costume costs 500. And also, um, as you showed, it's not weighted to what characters you use or anything. Nope. There are four featured um, skins on the store uh, daily, is it? No, they reset like every 48 hours. So oh, right. Okay. So every now and then, um, every 48 hours or so, resets. And it's four random skins that you probably don't want to yes. buy. Yeah. And like you can only buy up to three of those. Before you have to start yeah. spending real life. So money. after forty hours of gameplay, I can unlock three costumes. Hooray! Thank you. Then you also have easy fatality tokens, which lets you perform a fatality with one button. Yeah, it's they, fair. We did use them the other day. Though. But they can also be bought <laughs> with time crystals, yes, of which, they can. which time crystals can be bought with the most important currency of all: hard-earned fucking real-world money. But let's not forget, you also have hearts, which are another type of currency. You get to open up special Shao Kahn chests in the crypt, which oh, have God. more. Which have higher tier items oh in them. Oh my god. Is that every single type of collectible now? Uh, you, not to mention though, when you're in the Towers of Time, there are also, if you want to make it easier, you can go, okay, I want to summon missiles this turn. Do you remember, like, um, test your luck? Oh, yeah, mm. yeah. And you get, and there are also, there is a forge in the um, Towers, in the Crypt, where you unlock items for the forge, which has lots of little things in there. Like, oh, oh no. I want to make a gun for Cassie Cage. I need to go get the three separate items. So what do you think... Oh, every game needs crafting now. Yeah, so what do you think most of the um, chests in the crypt are full of? Not costumes or skins. Oh, crafting or materials. Item, crafting materials you will never oh, fucking no. use. Yeah. So <laughs> guess what? The crafting materials have tiers of rarity like, as yeah, well. Of course I, they do. I used to play WoW, and there's more shit in Mortal Kombat there than there was in is, WoW. Yeah, I was about to say, isn't this a game about punching each other? It is. I remember when you used to say, oh, am I going to play two-player or one-player? Am I going to do a fatality? But here's the best bit. Yeah, da, 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 da. So I showed Joe, even though there is such a massive emphasis placed on locking stuff for your characters, as I demonstrated yesterday, if you want to play the game... Yeah without um, any of the bullshit. Bear in mind, my version of Shao Kahn is objectively better than one that you can pick. Yeah, because as she, he's got like regenerating health and yeah. power-ups and because shit that's like all, this. Because I've unlocked all that stuff for him he's to make it easier. through the roof. To yeah. unlock stuff easier. I've yeah, to, to go through all the challenge rooms and stuff. Which are difficult as fuck. But and you've customised him to look like the Shao Kahn that you want, the big yeah. daddy Shao Kahn. But if we want to play in a fair setting where we're completely equal, we have to go into a tournament mode, which randomises your costume. Which means that the Shao Kahn I made that I like the look of can't be picked. Yep. 
So making you can't that make in- your perfect character to beat down on your friend. Yeah, meaning that entire process is rendered completely useless if we want to have a fair fight. Yeah, and the thing is, I had they had a similar thing in uh, Injustice Two. So I ca- customized all my characters, and I had like two different looks for Red Hood and things like this. Um, and a lot of different cool items are in that. I can use them. But my guests cannot. Mm. So <laughs> I've got all of these cool looking like Batmans all set up. And it's like, oh, do we want to play with some of these cool things? I can, but you can't. I can turn the stats off them, which is fine. But I can have all these cool variations and you just get the, the one skin, the oh, one basic But look. just think about that though for a moment. I spent all that time customising my Shao Kahn. So when you guys come over... You can show I, it I, off. And then I, re- I didn't realise until I tried to get us into a game... Oh wait! If I play with my costume, I'm gonna have all the bullshit I put on his armor to make fighting yep. to unlock yeah. this costume easier, and I'm just gonna have constantly regenerating health, and my hammer does more damage. I'm better on, pe- and not to mention I've played the game more now. Yeah. Not so, only do you but, beat us because you're better at the game, you will just know, automatically man. have better characters. I, I don't think Carl could step to Sub Zero constantly jumping backwards and throwing axes in his face. <laughs> you know what? That's the Grandmaster of Link quite right there. <laughs> just throwing axes. At, what annoys me about it as well. Shao Kahn, that big daddy, half dragon, fucking legend, god king of all the Mortal Kombat universe. His best move is an ankle kick. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's, he's completely safe and he's got the most range of any of his moves bar like giant big wild hammer swings that he can dodge. <laughs> so he's, so if the optimum way to play Shao Kahn is continuously kicking your opponent in the ankles and grabbing them, which, just, <laughs> which doesn't make you feel like you're playing it Shao Kahn. Doesn't make you feel like you're playing Shao Kahn. Isn't there? Isn't there also special moves that you can unlock for use in single player? That are then just not used in the normal play. No, yes, because if you want to play the variations that you have, and every you, to customize your character further, you can pick up to three um, special abilities for them, which can include moves or just like enhanced variation, mm. enhanced variations of moves that you already have to give you more options. But in ranked play and tournament playing, there are two accepted variations which use about six of the eleven or so abilities each character has. Meaning there are moves that Shao Kahn has access to I will literally never be able to use if I want to play that game online. Is there like an open play mode where you can just do There's, there's like um, public lobbies and stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. But you, I think your equipment, you can't use it, but you can customise your Shao Kahn all you want. But I have to use the predetermined tournament variations, which mean that I can't, even though I can customise my Shao Kahn, mm. I can't really, because I have to use uh, the one they tell me to pick. Can you take your like characters with you in any way? Oh, that's a shame. We can't. Well, why would you? Because you have to play the tournament mode. Which well, random well, imagine if there was a tournament where everybody just brings their like buff daddy character that they spent like, <laughs> spent like thousands of hours making. Oh, and thousands just, of dollars. Yeah, yeah, and it just becomes a bullshit competition. Like that would be fun to watch once at least. Yeah, well, that's just test your luck. But it's the idea that I put, they put so much emphasis on customizing your character, mm. and the moment you try and play the game, you're just like, okay, go and go online. Okay, now use the version of the character we picked out for you. What was the fucking point? Yeah, yeah. So, it's just so stupid. It's so flaccid a feeling. Like they, they've built an entire system in the the whole game is based around that you just can't use with your friends. Well, the main you gameplay literally loop, just can't use it. The main gameplay loop revolves around getting coins and these currencies to buy costumes and cosmetics. Yeah, to, which you to can't use. Cos- to make the custom character you want, you just can't do it. <laughs> because it picks them for you when it, oh, it's so stupid. It's like, oh. Fuck you. I just want to play Mortal Kombat. And it's now like we've we've come from um, <laughs> all the ninjas are just the same guy with a palette swap, where they've just like photoshopped his red to blue, and then uh, now we've got like each of them have individual components on their arm, a, a thousands each. 
Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Not to mention every ninja in the game has a colour scheme that looks like another one. Like Sub-Zero has a colour scheme that makes it like Scorpion. And okay. Scorpion has a colour scheme that makes it like Sub-Zero. Brilliant. But obviously they're mythic ones which you won't unlock. So it's oh, back yeah. thanks game. Nice. That's the thing I love about it is, um, again, going back to Injustice Toasty. 2, because that's, that's what I've got experience with, but again, very similar systems. Yeah, They've is. got shaders. And oh, don't even get me started. Each one has like 20 shaders or so. And then there's also the special two like gold and silver shiny tournament edition shaders. And it's just, oh, so each one of these has like a, a 1% chance to drop in the premium mm. top tier loot box. And you'll just never get most of them. And then it's like, okay, have fun with that. It's and just like Destiny 1. Yeah. Shaders are random drops, and then you can also just buy them. And so you can make your character look how you want, with the colour you want. Destiny 2. I oh, know, they're all in loot boxes now, mate. Yeah, and they're all um, one-time use. They they fixed a lot of how the shaders work in <laughs> because Destiny 2. Because they were bullshit. Because they did start out with absolute stupid bullshit. It's just... I was like, oh, they're completely randomised, and they're um, consumable now. Yeah. So when you unlock a shader, you get, like, two of it. You need five to shade an entire yeah. outfit. You only get like two in this random loot box, and then you've used them up and can't get them back. And it's just like, oh, oh man, what have you done? What is the most egregious example of that in recent times? Like Star Wars Battlefront Two, I think might take. We've talked about it on a podcast. Before. I think Star Wars Battlefront Two takes every single victory for like egregious monetization yeah. because it was the one where it was in the fucking news. Like even like, yeah. the BBC covered this with they how started it. egregious was, and I think the story goes that even Disney executives were calling up EA going, what the fuck is going on? Why is our game in the headlines yeah. saying gambling you know for children? Maybe be a bit more involved in the monetization no, no. and development. They're, uh, they're surprise mechanics and they're oh, no. unacceptable. Oh, Charlie, they're like ethically them? fine. And they're just so I, I, I'm paraphrasing, but EA basically came out the other day. I think it was them. And said, it was, yes. Yeah. They were... And so they were in a, they a court hearing. Yeah, about so they this. weren't loot boxes. They were surprise mechanics. And uh, the favourite meme of the moment I've seen of it is Mr. Bears with a mystery box <laughs> saying, uh, "You can either have the boat or the surprise mechanics." <laughs> you know what? As well, I love the fact that they say, um, "In EA, we do not use the term loot box." What about a month ago? You said, "Oh." EA's Star Wars for Jedi Fallen Order will have no loot boxes yeah, in it. Yeah. You just used that term in marketing about a month ago. No, it's no not. but here at EA, we don't use the word it's loot right. box. It's the same as uh, Borderlands 3. Won't have any microtransactions. No, sorry, we didn't mean loot boxes. There will still be skins you buy and stuff. There will still That's be a... the actual microtransaction of spending a small yeah. amount, of, amount money. of money to get an item in the game. And that was just Randy Pitchford just yeah. making a genuine like bit of a misnomer on stage, just picking the wrong use of net words to use. Yeah. And then he's the one who took it further because he escalated it yeah. when GameStop went, no, there will be microtransactions, but there just won't be like monetized loot boxes. Yeah. And then he was like, how dare you fuck me on this that was one? So good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so you've really done me you? over with your clickbait article so, of like just a clarification going, there will still be some microtransactions because you can still spend a small amount did of money you, on skins. Uh, like sort of tangential, did you hear about what happened to the guy who voices Claptrap? Yeah. I did. Yeah. yeah. So David like, Eddings, I believe his name is. Yeah, so he, he what they did for Borderlands One and Two is a lot of people who just worked at Gearbox. Just did, did voices. Just yes. did voices for like 
No extra money. It was just part of the job. Yeah, well, you know. I work here. Wasn't the guy who did? You said David Eddings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was a, a. He was a pretty big wig, wasn't he? He was like fairly high up at the company. I think he was a, a one of the senior developers. And yeah, uh, just I think ran, he was relatively high up. And he randomly just voiced this stupid robot yeah, character. And so he's doing Claptrap, who is obviously quite important to the series, and like you know a very recognisable voice and personality, and was a standout character, and obviously. Gets and and let me just point out, he doesn't get a separate paycheck for being the voice actor of Claptrap. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. Um, he did it just. Part of his salary as a gearbox employee, but then as they 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 were then starting to hire other voice actors and pay them, and so he went, well, you know, if you're doing that, then I'm not doing this for free anymore. Yeah, uh, which is a completely reasonable, completely thing. reasonable. And, you know, he should be the, playing that hustle I mean, absolutely. Please the, pay me for my work. Uh, uh, and the, you want to like the thing is, his salary at games, uh, uh, um, gearbox, gearbox. Thank you. His salary was to be a developer, not a voice actor. Mm. That should have been a separate check from day one from oh, Gearbox. Yeah. He should have been getting paid separately to voice Claptrap. And like, Claptrap says a lot of shit. He does. He says a lot. He yeah. does. So like, that's, that's, a lot. A, that's a lot of recording time. And then Gearbox were just like, oh, well, uh, no, fuck you. And yeah, I believe... I um, another voice so actor. So what yeah. came up was, yeah, when Borderlands 3 was announced and the cast was released... People were like, oh, so uh, David isn't Claptrap? What's going on? And um, he was basically just like, oh, I'm not I'm not involved in the development of this. Mm. They were happy to use my work for free, but as soon as I tried to yeah. ask for money or royalties, they told me to go and fuck myself. So rightfully, he just said, well, fuck you guys, and left. And then um, basically Randy Pitchford came out on Twitter and started, um, like, I believe, slagging him off in some way or sending some wrongful allegations there's, there's like there's and then so everything just escalated that. from there and then um he accused Randy Pitchford of like physically assaulting him at a convention at one point and then brings up the fact that like Randy Pitchford has potentially not paid any of the royalties from the sales of Borderlands 1 and 2 to like Gearbox employees they never got any of the royalties that they take as part yeah, of their he, he took lower some, salary like, 2 million bonus or something I think it was like 18 million or something. Yeah, it was like 12 million or something yeah. silly, yeah. Does anything behind the scenes though, with that guy ever beat the accusations about aliens, colonial marines? Oh, God. <laughs> Did you ever hear the, 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 the things that were levied against him for that? It was just lied. So, like, alien, colonial marines, famously huge clusterfuck of a game that Gearbox were making. And it turns out they actually just farmed it out for, to another company. Yep, several. Several companies who just basically cobbled it together from what they had to the point where there's, the game's code is so broken that someone fixed the AI for the entire game by changing one one yeah. single character. It was one thing, wasn't it? And um, the rumour is that they used the money Sega gave them to make the game to make Borderlands DLC. Yeah. Oh, God. Because Borderlands DLC made them more money than the Aliens. Yeah. But you know what? If they actually, License. There were so many people excited for that game because of the lies that they put forward, just to clarify. And then um, <laughs> if a, they'd actually... It was a class action lawsuit. Money, if yeah. they'd actually spent money, time and effort on this game... To make it look how they promised it, people would have bought the game. People would have ate that shit up. Do you know the best bit is about that game though, because a game back in that era, the 2010s, you couldn't have it without legendary weapons and DLC. Oh yeah, yeah. no, no. And do you know the legendary weapons were? You think, oh yeah, you get Vasquez's um, uh, Vasquez's smart gun. That makes sense. You get 
Uh, I forget was it now. Is it Hicks? I you don't Hicks, know too much about aliens. Yeah, Hicks's but... shotgun. Do you know the famous shotgun? I keep it's for closing. Oh cameras. right, yeah. And then you get like some guy's pistol. Oh, God. I think it's Gorman's pistol, and he's the guy who's the weedy analyst dude <laughs> who doesn't shoot a single alien oh, in the movie and blows himself up with a grenade at the end. <laughs> Should have got his grenade. That would have been the one. So, yeah. The legendary pistol of this huge so, like, coward. The, the change that they made in the code is so funny as well. Because the game just doesn't work, right? Oh, you yeah, walk around and like broken. you basically don't see any aliens or whatever. Yeah, and they, they don't they, follow the you. And they don't really do, work. They don't really like, attack. Yeah. They're just and kind the of there. And the single digit was basically just changing how far away they are meant to stay from you. Uh, and it okay. kept it from they're actively trying to avoid you. To no, they're going to hunt you down now, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. But the idea that when you play the game the first time without that change in it, all the aliens run away scared. Yeah, so, they just skulk around at like more than three meters from you. It's I crazy. think we that. If I'm not remembering wrong, I think it has to go down as the worst like CG trailer to completely lie about the product. Oh, but that's bullshit. Um, yeah. yeah, because that was just here is a what five to ten minute gameplay video in real engine footage yeah, of what this it. game is, and it was a completely made up like actual gameplay slice oh, that okay. they made look good. The when compared to the actual game, is just just two ends of the spectrum. Was that sort of, I think it's there was ridiculous. a class action lawsuit. There was, yeah, yeah. Because oh. like so were... many people got lied to by that trailer, bought and pre-ordered the game based on that video, and then got the game, and it was just a bogus piece of trash. What have we learned, trash. kids? Don't pre-order games. <laughs> it's similar to, there's a lot of stuff like... Uh, you will be lied to. Yeah, like, false advertising is a huge big thing. There's a lot of loopholes that you can use. For example, in food advertising, you absolutely cannot lie in food advertising. But there's a lot of stuff you can do to uh, massage the truth. Mm. Yeah, yeah. For example, if you advertise, say, a burger, mm. you can't just put an extra burger, use a different burger and put it in there. What you can do is you can cover that burger in Vaseline to make it look greasy, to make it look like it's got this sheen of meat. Oh, okay. And there's these great stories like, oh, yeah, I'm a set dresser for food yeah. um, things. And here's, here are the tricks we use, like mashed potato. Mashed potato, it goes off, it smells, it's terrible. Um, what we do is we coat it in Crisco, which basically oh, fat and oil. Yeah, yeah. And um, we get turkeys and we just cover them, we spray them with Vaseline so they look juicy and plump. It's four days old and it's wrong. But it lo- on camera, it looks fine. Yeah. And there's a great story about Campbell's soup where what they were doing is um, they were filming just a shot of just a bottle of soup. I was like, well, this is chunky soup with vegetables in it. Where are all the vegetables? They all sank to the bottom. Like, well, this doesn't look good on camera. So what some guy figured out is put some marbles in the bone, which causes all of the vegetables to sit on top of the marbles, yeah, yeah. and there you can see them. Oh, God. And during a court case where they were talking about something else, he mentioned that as an example of the kind of things food industry will do to, like, you know, massage the truth for But the technically public. it's not a lie. Yes. They're just... Yeah manipulating what they've got in a specific yeah, but way. Here's the thing though, the people this wasn't actually widely known. It's like an industry secret. Yeah. yeah. That was quite open. But the public and the government didn't really know because it wasn't regulated that much. Yeah. And a guide went, wait, what do you mean? Marbles in the soup. Just explain that to me for a moment. And the guy said, Oh sometimes we put marbles in like, you know, soup and it causes the vegetables to rise to the top. And the guy, went, well that's false advertising. We need to cut that shit out. And Campbell's like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> and they got sued to fuck for that advert. Oh, really? And got, yeah, and got made to pay out like a million. They said, you have a payout, it's massive fine, or recall those ads, or put a disclaimer at the bottom telling people it's a lie. But you know what? I 
wouldn't feel lied to because technically those vegetables are well, in yeah. the soup. Well, that's what the, the argument they used is. It's actually more of a lie to not do this because if we just took a shot of the thing on its own... It would look smooth. It would look like there's less vegetables in the soup than there is. Yeah. Which, yeah. And that didn't work. So what they're doing is basically... It, we're arguing for the right to just put stuff in our food to make it look better. So what, do you know what the solution they found is? Just put in a very, very shallow bowl and then never film the bowl from below so you can see the, the bowl's like an inch deep. Yeah. Uh, and that's right, how they get yeah. around it. Well, it's like a cereal. It's never milk. It's, no. it's like a plaster or whatever it is. And, uh, oh, to make all these cereals like stay on the top and look yeah, and appetizing. That's why, yeah, and that's why they're so shiny and nice. And that's why they say uh, serving suggestion. They don't tell you that it's with milk. That fucking yeah. plaster in there. <laughs> I found that hilarious. Like, all the stuff that they do to massage. Like, here's what we can do to make the food look as good as it possibly can. Mm. And it's a massive industry. You know what? Fair play to them. Like, I, I genuinely think if they're, if they're not completely just outright lying about what the product is. Mm. If you go, you know what? Let's make this turkey look a bit shinier. No, if they've taken Fair a, enough. If they've taken a four-day-old turkey and made me go, mm-mm, they're doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I do agree, like, false advertisement is awful. But if it is just, oh, we're going to try and make our product look appealing in yeah. a certain way. But it's not even that. It's the loopholes they do. Like, for example, like the marbles thing, that's illegal because you're putting an object in there. But using a very shallow bowl is perfectly fine. Yeah. And what they do and is it, really it does well, the same thing. All the same. Well, what they'll do is to make food look bigger. They'll use um, they'll hire. They'll usually get children yeah. or models who are like five foot two. Bananas for scale. Yeah. So Joey usually have like a like a model eating a burger. Yeah. Usually yeah. that model's like five foot one. Yeah. With tiny hands, then the burger looks massive. Oh yeah. So you're not lying because um, because it's, yeah. Every time you ever see a shot of like a big juicy burger in somebody's hand, and then you see like the Twitter reaction photo of. This is what it looks like yeah. in my hand, <laughs> and then it looks half the size because they found the person with the smaller hands. Well, that's in the world. And that's not illegal, but no, it's not. showing a giant burger in like you know Shaquille O'Neal's hand that would be illegal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what they do is that, obviously you don't have to disclose that because yeah. why, why do we have to tell you how tall our model is? Yeah. And they'll do the same thing for um, you know uh, like trampolines and things like that. There's a great thread I recommend someone go try and find online where it's um, a company got sued for photoshopping children to be smaller in their their play pools. <laughs> Do you know those, those two foot oh, wide to play? make it look huge. They were making them look like Olympic-sized swimming pools by photoshopping oh the children to be really tiny. Oh, so it's no. just these tiny children just in these uh, giant oh, world-engulfing pools. <laughs> See, at that point, that's when I call yeah, absolute that's bullshit. Yeah, and that's illegal. Because but... that is just actually lying to people. But when it's just... Oh no, we've used small hands to make our small burger look a bit or bigger. Using small cutlery is a favourite one of mine. Mm. They, oh, they God, use yeah, they use half size cutlery, which yeah. again, completely fine with their food to make. They it look have giant no off. statement on how big their cutlery is yeah. in, the, yeah. in the advertisement. And I think that is. Do you know what? I'm not even mad at that point. If you're willing to go to that much effort to rip me off to buy your chicken nuggets, fucking well, know, I'd is love it... to see one of them where they've got like the half size cutlery and everything. But then they've just left like a normal coffee cup in there or something. <laughs> just Game of Thrones it. So, it's, oh, no. so you just take one look at it and just go, wait, what's going on there? Well, where do How I, big is this coffee cup? Where do I buy these giant coffees? I want one of I these. Just, um, I just, I really want, is it White Castle that does like the little sliders? The sliders, yeah, yes. yeah. I just want them to, as you say, get like Shaquille O'Neal. To advertise how small they'd their burgers were. T- they'd be on his fingertips. <laughs> just so good. Yeah. Our, our burgers are so small, buy 20 of them. But isn't that just a good idea, though? Just hire really short models to oh, yeah, advertise yeah. everything. Or another one that I like is um, alcohol advertising. It's probably not the same in the United States. Over in the UK, though, we are very, very strict 
um, alcohol um, laws in relation to advertising alcohol. Yes. One of which is you can never show someone imbibing alcohol in an ad. Ever. You're not allowed to do that. You can't show them what? Imbibing alcohol. You can show them holding the glass. You can show them pouring the drink. You can show them putting the drink to their lips, but you can't show them drinking it and saying, Mm. ah, refreshing and delicious. Um, Oh, okay, yeah. So I think you could do it with beer. Beer's okay for some of it. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure you see like... hard um, liquor, vodka, that's all you can. Like Budweiser advertisement where they're like... Yeah. 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 But you can't do it with hard liquor because that's obviously... Telling people to go down, go chug fucking... Yeah, yeah go, some JD, go pour yourself, like, four shots of JD and drink it straight. So what they do is they'll have the model, and as they're about to put it to their lips, they'll cut away, and that's how you get around, because yeah. it's implied yeah. that they're drinking it, but they're not actually showing it on screen. And then it cuts to them laughing, it's like, oh, they've drunk that and had a good time. Yeah, see, another thing that in I like is... Um, you can hear each other talk with more <laughs> people in the background. <laughs> I, I love, um, just in terms of alcohol as well, just the... Um, kind of thinking that goes into the shaping of glasses oh, to yeah. manipulate people to drink quicker. Well, it's, yeah. all, it's all about um, like um, shelving and stuff like that. Well, me. no, I more mean like um, when you buy like a pint, for example. Oh, yes. Um, yes. So the, the glasses are shaped in a specific way so that you think you're finishing your drink quicker than you are because most of the like the curved shaped pint glasses, like a third of the drink is in the bottom like fifth of the glass so you think oh this glass is basically done i'll just down the rest yeah and, go and it's get, actually yeah. like a third of the pint yeah you'll get another one and you're just like oh i'll finish this but up and get another drink that's what you're actually it. just making people drink their pints yeah. quicker so they keep buying more that's my there's so much there's i one of my things i love so much and i think i would go into marketing if i'm not good done what i do today because I love all that bullshit of like, here's how you manipulate people into buying your product. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the stuff around alcohol is especially interesting mm-hmm. because of like, um, bottle shape is a big one. Yeah. Because you mm. because you have to, well, you want it to stand out on a shelf. So you've got a new alcohol out there, like, yeah, yeah. say, like Grey Goose, uh, which isn't that great. It's made by, I think it's got bought by, it's a French company. Mm-hmm. Like, what do we do? Well, make the glass frosted because then it looks cold all the time and it looks interesting on a shelf. Yeah. And that's like, oh, another one is Chivas Regal. Which, for the most part, was similar to like Jack Daniels. It was a mid-range um, whiskey bourbon type thing. So you buy it if you've got twenty dollars or twenty quid, yeah. and you don't want to buy a really nice whiskey. But, but you, you want something a bit nicer than yeah. like the cheap shit. You don't yeah. want to buy so much shit. And they said, "Well, we're not really selling much." And they brought in a marketing guy to like, so what do we do? How do we revamp mm. our image? And the guy went, "It's all right, whiskey. You don't need to change your recipe. Because that's obviously that's a massive cost. That's you fine. To, yeah. You have to go back. You have to go change fucking As everything from the ground level. Yep. Changes. So, do you yeah. know what I recommend? Double your price. What do you mean? Double your price, and then put a crown on your advertising, and just tell people it's a premium whiskey. Yeah. Because you know what? For most people, they don't give a shit. Yeah. They, and they don't their, know. Yeah, and they doubled their price, and sales went up. It's, and that was it. It's really interesting. Isn't well. that amazing? Like it's it's fucking baffling. It's, perceived because, quality is massive. Yeah, because like you see loads of um, YouTube videos, and you know they're all clickbaity and that. I'm just like, oh, people test like. $100 wine against $2 wine, see what the difference is. And normally it's like, this one's slightly better. Well, the like, thing this is, one's a little bit better, yeah. but this one is fine. Go buy whatever the fuck you want You'll and get don't a lot spend of, $100 on a bottle of whiskey. There's a lot of pretentious people who think they can taste the difference, but experts who aren't dicks will just say, drink what you like. Yeah. And there's loads of studies mm-hmm. out there that self-confessed wine experts and connoisseurs can't even tell the difference between red and white wine. If you give them white wine with food coloring in it and tell them it's red wine, 
describe the bouquet, they will describe a full-bodied, fruity red. <laughs> and if you give them the same wine without the food corner, say, this is a white, oh, it's sweet, it's crisp, it's light, you dance on the palate. It's like, no, you're just a fucking idiot and you're telling me what I think, yep. you're telling me what I think I want you to say. Yeah, I exactly. Think... You're, you're just telling me what I you think I want it's to hear my, instead of what you My favourite workaround is award-winning. Yeah, because it's it's proven to work. Because people go, oh, it's won an award. It must be good. But you could you could pretty much legally just have your friend go scribble on a piece of paper. I would like to award your wine for being the best wine ever. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then you um, give it to them, and they're like they have won an award. It's yeah. Game it of the Year editions. Yeah. Like in gaming, they are. They I've are just a like award winning oh, wine. Then um, this is Game of the Year edition. Well, what did it win a Game of the Year from? Oh, uh, this Run. random blog <laughs> yeah. somewhere on the deep dark web. Just gave it the, their favourite game of the game year. Game of the year. Because they rated like three games that year. It's like fuck, no, fuck knows at who gives a shit.com. Yeah. It's crazy. But um, there's a great example of this in specific as to wine. And it's, um, I forget the name of it now because I sort of forgot. It's a test of French wines against Californian wines. And obviously the leading idea at the time was that French, they just not make wines. Mm-hmm. They are just categorically better at making wine. And there's a guy, and champagne, and yeah. yeah. He owned a wine shop. He's like, well, I want to showcase, you know, some American wines to, you know, to expand people's horizons. So he invited an entire panel of French experts um, in France with the best French wines he could find and then some, some good American wines. And it seems to be such a foregone conclusion. No journalist turned up except for one guy who did it as a favour. And every judge there in a blind taste test um, rated at least one American wine as being better than a French one. Mm. And they all got so pissed off that one of the people there tried to get their vote back because they found out they'd accidentally what? said a yeah. red uh, American. Because when it came down to a taste test, they can't fucking tell the difference. Yep. It's exactly the same. And he says there were experts there who were taking a sip of an American wine. Going, oh, yes, back to France. Yeah. <laughs> Which proves that the best... Like the best tongues, the best tastables in the business, who all exclusively drank French wine and were all French, couldn't tell the difference. The thing is, there there is a difference between different flavors of wines. But yeah, in no, terms these of these were the best people in the world. No, yeah, yeah, yeah but and in, they can't like, tell. So what what I'm saying is, is, you can tell the difference between like a fruity wine and a, a drier wine. Yeah, mm. but like. Yeah, you can't tell the difference between whether it's a good French wine or a good American wine no. just by like tasting it. The things wine. that will make that different is stuff like soil and humidity. And like, you, that, but you, you can't know, tell the difference. But you don't really taste them unless you are insanely, you know, you do it all the time, but even then you probably can't tell. Well, that, these are the best people. Exactly. The, the idea of a person taking a sip of a glass of wine going, oh, yes, the uh, the sun was on the right side of the hill yeah, and it was yeah. a good winter. So, no, that's all bullshit. And the, my favourite part about this story is to smear the guy who arranged the competition who did it in good faith just to showcase wine, as a lover of French wine himself, said that this competition, which was in France, <laughs> with French wines, with French judges, with a French audience, and everything's uh, by a guy who owns a French wine shop in France and has self-admittedly likes French wine, was biased against the French. And they excised him from the French wine community. And every did. time he went to try and buy stock for his shop, people turned to fuck off and threatened him. Brilliant. For I bringing love how, down the I was going to say, it's not even bringing down the French. It's just trying to prove that other wines can taste nice. Yeah. And they're the kind of people. But that's it, though. Like, I, I could be completely wrong. I think I heard this. That actually, due to climate change and everything, 
technically French wine isn't that great anymore. No, Americans make it because better. because you the, get more sun. Yeah, it's that simple. You get more sun. The, the just the weather and how it's changed and how the soil and everything there it just doesn't produce as good stuff anymore. Not to mention, usually in America they've got so much fucking money to throw at it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're making bottles of wine for like 250 million people, yep. and it's usually sweeter. And to most people, sweeter wine tastes better. Yep, because sweetness always wins. It just cracks me up so much that they've said, oh, it's biased against the French. Because they, in a blind, yeah. in a blind, in a blind taste, taste test, test, where they got to choose their own criteria, they all got it wrong. So it's amazing. I do find it funny. Just I, I, Anything like that where it's just all kind of perception instead of what you're actually like tasting or um, things like that. And just, it's really weird to me, any product that you can just say, oh, this is better, people would just believe you. It works. Um, the way I used to do it is um, when I worked in a restaurant, so I got trained by a sommelier how to, you know, showcase so wine like, up, and describe it. And it's more like, just how yeah. to talk about wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And most of the time, people will drink whatever you fucking tell them to. So what yeah. I used to do is, I remember once we had a group of like four or five women in, just having like, you know, an early lunch, with a, like, a bit of a boozy lunch while they were about to work for like an hour or something. On a Friday, they all came in and went, "Oh, would you like a glass of wine with your lunch day, ladies?" I went, oh, I think you would. What would you recommend? Which I loved when I heard that because that means yeah. they don't fucking know. What they don't on. know, and you get to talk shit for the next. Yeah. 10 so I brought up and I said, "You know what? I've got the mem- I've got the menu memorized, ladies. You tell me what you want." And I the way I did it is to get the tips and to look professional. Is I didn't write down their order until I went back to the um, back to the till. Mm. So I'd stand there, my hands behind back, and go, "You tell me what you want, ladies." And I will recommend a wine, and I got, and if you don't like it, um, yeah, I'll change it for you, and I'll charge you all the same price, and no one feels like they're ordering too expensive. That's fine. And there's one lady, oh, a drier wine, so something dry, something like oh, something sweet, and all that. And I came back, same glass of wine four times. But what I did is I put it down. Said, who wanted the dry wine? Yeah, yeah. And what I did is before I, did, I smelled it, went, who wanted the sweeter one? And then put it down. Yeah. And then what I did right then, I went, oh, wait, sorry. I got those two mixed up and switched them over. Oh, yeah. And they all tasted a different wine. And they were tasting each other's wine, oh, that's saying it's similar, but I can taste that yours is a bit sweeter. I might have a glass of that afterwards. Oh, and God. I was like, it's the same fucking wine. But yeah. because I told them, yeah. this is a sweet wine. It's I've chosen it based on what you wanted. Because they want it to be sweet. It tasted sweet. And so they tasted the sweetness more than, the, say, the dryness. It's yeah. great. And I love that shit. No, I do. I, I love it. You can do the same thing with beer. I've done it with beer before. Well, yeah, you, oh, can, yeah. you, you can, can pretty much do that with anything. If you tell somebody that, like, oh, this will be sweet, you expect the sweetness. That's what your brain sets up to, like, taste. It expects that flavour. You get men coming like, oh, what ales have you got? And we said, we have one ale. Yeah. Uh, so what do you want? What do you want? Do you want a hoppy ale? Or do you want, like, you no, know, what's a bit more, like, full-bodied? Or a full-bodied one? Fucking same fucking out of your shit. Yeah. <laughs> so what Carl's saying is, uh, at his old job, he I enjoyed lied. nothing more but gaslighting people about wine. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's exactly what. <laughs> All he I'm... used to do in his job was lie to people. No one got ripped off because they all got charged exactly the same. Yeah, amount. exactly. And they all got the same one, and they all enjoyed it. Yep. And the best bit was to say, "Oh, what is that wine?" And I said, "Oh, I'm sorry, I threw the bottle away." So even in case they ask, and they find out it's the same one. Yeah. Oh, but that was good. I used to like enjoy doing that because people will drink whatever you tell them to, and they'll it generally. Unless they think they're an expert. And the thing is, the people who think they're experts are usually easy to fool. Yeah. Because all you've got to do is Massage tell them. the ego. Yeah. You've got, yeah, you've got to play into the ego of it and just be like, oh, yeah, well, of course, this one's a nice, crisp wine. Okay, then, I'll have that one. Oh, yeah, I can taste how crisp yeah. it is. Because it's a great... that's what they perceive themselves as. Yeah, I think, um, which, I can't remember what chef it is. I think it might have been Marco Pierre White once. He said every week he'd have someone come into his kitchen 
and make a complaint about the fucking food every time. Of course. And he was like, every time I came in, this guy would be like, yeah. Yeah. It's just somewhere. He's like, meal fight. Yeah, he's booked just a little bit wrong. So he said, one day he came in and he fried a beer mat. He, he, he fried a beer mat and served it to him. And the guy ate it and said it was, and said it was nice. I said he's okay. It was a bit overcooked. So it's a fucking beer mat, you idiot. Jesus you Christ. don't know what you're talking about. It might not have been that chef, but there was a, there's a yeah, story. Yeah, 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 yeah. A chef he fried a beer mat and served it to a guy, and the guy still complained. You know what? There's nothing worse than like that one person. And we have quite a lot of regulars at my restaurant. And <laughs> Nan- just restaurant Nando's. No, no, chicken. yeah. Um, but we have a lot. Like I see the same faces day in day out a lot of the time. Mm. And there were a couple of people that you know were going to make a complaint about something. It's and fucking Even chicken. like the managers see them walk in and go, oh, this person again. And it's like, you know what? Every now and then I go, I'm going to deal with this person from like coming down, serving them, getting their food prepared, getting it to the table. I'm going to make sure nothing happens. And the moment when they have nothing to complain about is just spot on. Yeah. I've just, is everything okay? And they're like, yes. Yeah. yeah. We did used to have a guy oh, who came in all the time. Just, yeah. Shut the fuck up and eat your food. The general rule at the restaurant I worked at was, if no matter what the complaint is, just whatever, it's fine. We don't mind yeah, because yeah. The, food co- the, the cost of the food we throw away and then replace is not worth the bad review. Exactly, yeah. Because one guy would come in and every time would complain about the food and the chef himself got so annoyed, the chef came out and said, I, like, um, I'm not serving you. So really? what? Yeah, he's, the chef came out because obviously the chef runs a restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, like, it doesn't matter what the manager says, the chef runs it. Oh, right? yeah. And he said, I went in and went, oh, it's that guy again, for fuck's sake. Why does he keep coming in if you don't like it? And what's mm. he ordered? The same thing he ordered last time. He complained about that and he went, fine. And the chef, the head chef, cooked it himself. Personally, he went, this is perfect. Like, he had a, I think he was a master chef of England, he trained in France for 10 mm-hmm. years. Yeah, He yeah. was a fucking don in the kitchen. And the guy complained and the chef went out loud. Like, the next time he went, I'm not serving you. I'm sorry, sir. I, I don't know why you keep coming back here if you don't like the food. I am not going, n- neither me nor none of my staff are going to cook your meal. So, good day. And the guy complained. It's like, what the fuck do you want to do? You complain every time you yeah. come in. Yeah. You try to make a complaint. Say, oh, I was treated really poorly. It's no, you complain about, and uh, you can respond to on, I think, like, trip, one of the review sites we yeah. use. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. And then say if it was resolved or not. And my manager just got so pissed. It's like, like you complained about every single meal you have ever eaten in our place. Our chef refused to serve you because we're wasting so much food. Yep. And we don't want to do that anymore because we're throwing it away and we believe that's not good for the environment or some mm, shit like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, that's the best way to go about it. And the guy retracted his comments. Oh, God. Ah, it just came up because he knew that if people read it. Yeah, cl- he just looked like a giant arsehole on And it. we clicked his profile and he'd done it in like every fucking restaurant in Sheffield. Yeah, I don't, fucking... I don't know what people get out of it though. Like it's feeling free big. food. And no, it's it's, it's the yeah, moment. It's, it's not the free food because then they have to spend two hours getting like a meal remade and mm. shit like this. It's and the moment where they get to say and they get to yell at somebody who has paid money to take there and not argue. Yeah, that's what they like. Yeah. They well, the best bit is when you argue back. Like I've seen my managers be like, "I'm not taking this complaint. Go and fuck yourself." <laughs> like that, that moment where it's just like. No, I have made sure this food is to standard That's and good yeah. quality. If you don't, don't want fuck it. yourself. If you don't want it, you're not having it. Fair enough if you go, oh, you know, this is dry or this isn't the way I like it. We will accommodate you. Mm. But when you've sent it back three times, we've sorted out your problem and you keep sending it back saying the same thing. I guess it's it, just like, it, no. It's tougher for like a chain though. 
Because all that will happen is they'll then go on Twitter yeah. and just be like, oh, at, at Nando's, oh, I was treated awfully. And then you've just got corporate who will just then appease them in any way. Because it's not worth it. Whereas if you've got something like... Uh, no, you know like what? Yola, um, which was an independent car. Um, I, I don't know how it yeah. works. I don't know how it works in other places. But normally, customer service will get in contact with the manager who had the issue. Yeah. And be like, how did this happen? And that if they explain, they'll go, okay, fair enough. And not give the customer anything. Or we'll just we'll send but them a voucher. It, uh, or no, they'll no, do a voucher or something. Yeah. No, fair enough. If they go, something. if they if they speak to our restaurant and go, oh okay, do you feel like this person can get a voucher? Yeah, sure, whatever. Just give it to them, appease them. But if it's like, no, this guy was specifically an asshole and like spoke to my co- my my staff like shit and stuff like that, it's just like no. Just don't don't give them anything. I'll give them a five pound off voucher on a twenty quid spend. No, just don't give them anything. Yeah. Just don't. What I like is a friend of mine. He's a um, works in like a steak house type thing. So it's like makes a lot of meat. Yeah. And he yeah. said in my life I made like, thousands of steaks. I make one hundred and fifty steaks a day. I know how to make a steak. And his number one pet peeve is people not knowing what medium rare is. Oh yeah. So many people think medium rare is just burnt to fuck. Yeah. It's medium rare, if people don't know, is just like there's a bit of blood in it. But not a lot. No, it's like it's, pink. it's yeah, it's so yeah. crisp, crispy on the outside, but it's still pink in the middle. Exactly. But so many people just say, "Oh, there's still blood in it," because or they'll say, "I want medium rare, no blood." And he goes, "That's well done." Yeah, you can't have a medium rare steak without blood. Yeah. That's what it's medium rare is. It's just it's just moisture. And yeah, the, it's just moisture that comes out. But what he does though is he has people constantly send it back saying, "I want yeah. medium rare." It is a medium rare. What you want is medium well or well. But when you tell them that, they say, "No, I don't." Because I want medium rare. People get told that the way to have steak is rare or medium rare. Yeah. But then when they don't like it, they te- they don't want to take the blame. No, of it's course just not. Blame the chef. They didn't do it and the right way. He has had moments where he's gone out and he has stood there in front of people and said, "Look, I'm a fucking chef. I am. I have cooked a. Th- I have cooked a hundred steaks today. Yeah. I'm not making you another one. Eat this." This is a medium rare steak. Yep. And he says, and he tells people, look it up on your phone right now. And they'll go up on the phone and go, well, that's not how I like it. Would you like it? Well, I'll go back and take this steak and cook it more, or you can go away. I'm not, because every time you do this, I'm wasting a tenner. Yeah. I'm throwing a tenner in the bin. Thing is, what really used to get me, I used to work in a different restaurant, and um, they did a couple of steaks. But if a customer asked for the steak well done, there was one chef that would walk out to the table and say, I'm not cooking your steak, well done. Let me do it medium rare for you. And if you don't like it, I'll make you a well done one. I was like, but this just makes the customer feel like an asshole. Yeah, that's awful. And also makes me feel like a dickhead when I go to you and ask for a well done steak. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't mind people. There's a weird... There's like some level of like pretension in there where he goes, I'm not going to cook what you want, even though you've asked Mm. for it this way. I'm going to tell you what you enjoy and what is yeah. better. There's a difference between a person wanting one thing and not knowing what it is. But like, yeah, I don't like steak. And I've mentioned that multiple times. And I have people yell at me saying, well, you're not a real man. Uh, to that oh, extent, God. like, oh, if, you, if you don't eat steak, you're not a man. Well, red meat's terrible for you. Yep. And it causes you to die early, so fuck you. But well, whatever. that's the thing is, all of those people will get to like their 40s and 50s and then be told by the doctor, stop eating steak yeah. all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. My ego hinges on the fact I eat like steak i eat animals that could kill me it's the same people who get the idea of just eating a vegetarian meal because it has the word vegetarian it's in their head that is like effeminate or bad in some way yeah and the thing is um so my girlfriend's vegetarian and i have plenty of vegetarian meals with her when we're sharing food 
personally myself, I eat a lot of meat. Work Fernando's eat chicken like five okay. times a week. Mm. You know what I mean? But I have absolutely no issue with eating a vegetarian or vegan meal. But as you say, some people feel like it's taking away their masculinity to not just eat a pile of red meat on a plate. This thing, if you if it's that it's fragile, mad. that not that that's something that can you know, impact it or make you feel like it's being threatened. Maybe it's not that secure. Maybe yeah. yeah. Maybe it's not the vegetables on your plate. Yeah. Maybe, that's why. Maybe self reflect just a little. There bit. is a great interview. A bad man tried to make me eat green. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a great interview with Bruce Campbell, like you know the fucking man himself, yeah, yeah. Like Ash Williams. Goddamn, he's there, and he's like, oh, a Q and A with him. Someone asked him, how would you like your steak cooked? And he just says straight to the camera, I don't eat steak, it's terrible for you. Red meat's really bad. Um, uh, I don't like the idea of a steak, it's just too much meat. What you should be eating is about um, a portion of lean protein once or twice a week, about the size of a deck of cards. And that's his answer. And I know out there there's a lot of people who hear that answer and go, well, he's a fucking pussy, but I don't have to listen to him. Yeah, yeah. Because he says, well, this I'm actually I'm like, I'm in my 50s now. It's not healthy for me to eat a giant fucking portion of red meat. Yeah. That's really... Uh, I might as well just have, like, you know, a bit of lean protein. And that's what I'd advise people to, like, you know, eat. Because we all eat too much meat. Yeah. And I just remember going to this comment section of that video. Oh, like, God. Oh, man. I can't imagine how salty yeah. it all is. All the people are like, oh, I don't eat fucking... He just, he just doesn't understand the one... It's like, he does. He, he doesn't say, know what he's doing. God. He <laughs> says, like, it probably is nice, but... This is not good for me, so I don't do it because I want to look after myself because I'm old and I'm on TV, so I've yeah, got to try and look my best. It's like, oh man. It's like I always um, like referring back to um, man versus food, and I can't remember the guy who was on it, but He's Adam, Adam was it? Um, yeah, so he had to go through such like rigorous workout routines to just maintain health and weight while he was doing that show because mm. just. Like eating those it's meals horrific. is just horrible. Isn't he vegetarian off camera as well? Like he involves basically a vegetarian diet. I think he he, he might he probably switched to it. Like yeah. he probably he probably has much healthier routines and eats like a lot of veg and stuff like that when he's not working. I don't know a specific diet or anything, but obviously he quit after a couple of seasons because it was that bad for him. And there are people whose their ego and personality hinges on the fact that they eat like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's really but weird. If you actually ever watch an interview with him, he's like, oh, my God, that nearly killed me. This the It wasn't enjoyable. We made some fun content, but, like, God damn, that killed me off the, after two years. The subculture surrounding the idea that I ate a lot of food, I deserve some sort of recognition yeah. for it. It's probably a really bad thing we shouldn't it's promote. An, I know, yeah. It's an odd one. It really um, is. And I've even done... Little like food challenges at certain places like that, but goddamn, yeah, it's not a healthy culture to have. Oh man, I know I can do it as well because there's sometimes like, you've seen me like demolish like three pieces. Yeah, <laughs> when I go to McDonald's when I'm hungover, it's like, oh, you know what? It's five burgers. I think the question isn't whether Carl's you here, fire up the kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> it's me and my brother do the same thing though because me and my, my brother is worse than I am for it, but because he's got he actually is gluten intolerant and he, oh, okay, and he yeah. hates the fact that he is because he feels like such a dick. Everyone thinks he's just on a fad diet. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he's like, mm-hmm. you've never seen someone as northern or as common as my brother. He rocks up in his fucking um, like overalls from work. Yeah. And he's go, he has to go and get like a gluten-free fucking meal for his lunch, and he hates it. He says when he treats himself, and he knows, like, I'm going to do it whatever shits, he goes and buys five Big Macs. <laughs> Not the fries, but just five yeah. fucking Big Macs. I, um, I always hate that moment, though, where you get people coming in, and it's clearly just doing what they've heard oh no you shouldn't eat gluten oh okay i'm gonna avoid gluten because that's like a fad diet thing as you say yeah and then they come in and go can i have a burger that's gluten-free oh no well our buns aren't gluten-free 
I'll still have the burger, but I want it gluten free. And I'm like, it's not, it's not gluten free. We can't do it. I'll just have it though. It'll be fine. And it's like, okay, you clearly don't understand what gluten is. Yeah. No, my favorite one is this is how I always just separate. You know, the people who actually have a genuine intolerance. People who's yeah, like, yeah. oh, I've read a uh, an article, and it's obviously fact. like in terms of intolerances and allergies, that's a very serious. Well, it's not difference. an allergy. Is no, it, no, yeah. I know, but like an allergy any, is so serious, like a person will die. Yeah, but any any kind of intolerance allergy, you want to pay attention to that in like a restaurant. Yeah, and yeah stuff, absolutely. Yeah. An intolerance is I will eat this and I might have the shits. Yeah, which is what happens to my brother. So when they'd order something, so um, is this gluten free? And everything on, on the fucking menu is labeled whether it is or not, except for the stuff where it's obvious, like I don't know, salad. Yeah, a, <laughs> a salad. sandwich or rice. Yeah, because there's no fucking gluten in rice. And we had a person come in like, oh, is the risotto gluten free? I went, yes, it is. Um, if you don't mind me asking that, uh, it's probably really silly of me working in a restaurant, but what is gluten? <laughs> and you would just see the colour drain from their faces. Yeah. All their friends are around them. And they just go, oh, it's just uh, it's just something. It doesn't... I, I can't really eat it. Say, well, why? What specific? Do you have a medical... Like, I know it's a bit rude, but is it a medical thing? Or is it... Is it's it, a uh, personal uh, preference. It's like, oh, no, it's, you know, I'm intolerant. It's, what is it? What is it specifically about it that you can't have? Yeah. And they would ju- you just see the. I like mean, they- like to be fair, doctors don't tell you that when you. But someone who knows would say, "Oh, it's a protein found in." I'm, I'm not going to lie though. Yeah, every, but, every I mean, like, single I know, time, I know I've fair few people who are like gluten free, and I don't think they'd tell, be able to tell you either. I mean, I, I don't think it's that important. Every every time I experience it in like a restaurant scenario, but like, I have an intolerance. Can you show me like allergens and stuff? They know what they're fucking talking about because they've got to keep themselves like either from getting horrible like indigestion shit. Or just to stop themselves from dying yeah. if they yeah, eat the yeah. wrong thing. If it affects you that badly, you'll fucking know what it is because it's gonna oh, no. kill you. If you need to make sure, and you I mean, know like, exactly what's If you, if you that know is. the list of stuff to avoid, sure. But I mean, I don't think everybody would necessarily get the science behind it. Not the science, but such. just to, the idea that to I'd know say, what it is because most people just know the word gluten but have no idea what it is. Exactly. And mm. when they say, like, "Is it in the risotto?" It's like, well, of course, it's fucking not you. You don't know what this is, and that's why I'd ask them because it's really funny, especially when they've got all the friends around them. And they're yeah. trying to like waffle their way because through it. Because that's like, oh, okay. And then I say, well, I thought it was this. And I go, well, it might be. It might be different. Uh, maybe we're both right. So, oh, okay then. And I know that when I left the table yeah. to go get their order, their friends are like, do you not know what it is? And I'd see them on their phone yeah. looking it up so they can tell mm. me when I came back. And goes, oh, no, it's all right. I asked the chef. Yeah. He explained it to me. It's like, oh, man. Oh, I just love shit like that. That moment, though, just like you'd see the panic in their yeah. eyes because no one had ever called them on it. Because obviously, oh, it's feel sorry for me, woe is me, I've got a problem. It's like, well, you haven't. Because my brother's got it, and even even he, as bad as he has it, can eat it. It just makes him feel like crap for a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. He can't, he can't drink certain beers and shit like that. He just gets a bit... Oh, oh man, it was always a good time. Yeah, I mean, I just... I love anything like that where people are just trying to bullshit their way through life and you just call them out on it. Oh, the, the, my favourite was the keto diet. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, I only eat... Um, or the caveman diet. Yeah, I think the caveman diet is the key. Otherwise, you just eat meat and veg. You don't. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah. You don't eat anything. Anything, nothing processed, which is good. Well, that includes bread and shit like that. So we'd serve people who are on the keto diet. So I'm ordering like a burger, and you go out and you're like, "Oh, here's beef and a bit of lettuce," and that was it. Yeah, because you know the beef's processed, right? Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) What's the fucking point? Like, I'm going to eat like a caveman because they were healthy because they all died at forty without fires. (laughs) Caveman fired up the grill and. Shape their perfect little patty. Yeah, yeah get getting the uh, sanitizer out and wiping down the, the rocks. 
It's like the first thing that humanity did after developing, like you know, agriculture was realize how do we store our food yeah. for longer periods? Exactly. Like putting shit, like preserve it with salt or cook it. Yeah. yeah. To put it in a form where it can now be like kept and maintained. <laughs> oh, I just I love anybody that just doesn't want anything processed. Like the idea of that in this day and age, just ev- everything has some form of processing for the yeah. most part, and just trying to avoid any kind of like human enhancements yeah, I, I kind of like yeah I, I commend the like in your day to day life going to like buy, going buying, buying fresh chicken preparing your meals it's absolutely something oh I yeah yeah going to a restaurant or use especially a chain restaurant yeah. where yeah. every you know the chef has a specific set of ingredients because they're bought in en masse every week in the same amounts like we can accommodate a special order to a degree but when yep. you come in and say I need to not have anything but like what the fuck do you expect us to do? It's just kind of one of these things where it's like, oh, you're vegan. Well, okay, we don't do any vegan options, I'm afraid. It's not that sort of restaurant. Although most do, but you know. Yeah. So, yeah Terrible yeah. example, but you see what I mean? It's like, okay, well, no, you have to accommodate me. Yeah. Um, okay, so well. I had a woman shouting at me and then my manager on a till once because she was allergic to chilies. Bear in mind, we are a chili-based restaurant. Yeah, if it's good. And mm-hmm. she was annoyed that she couldn't have anything off the grill. Yeah, no way. No, yeah. And it was we were like we can't we can't serve this to you because there's been chilies all over our grill all day. Unless we deep clean it. Unless we completely shut off our mm. grill for you, deep clean it, reset the grill, Cook which in a piece. fast food restaurant is just not feasible, not no. doable. That will take hours. Take one piece of chicken, put it to, on to and the the chicken is pre-marinated as well in chilies. Yeah. And it's just like Oh, what can you do to accommodate me? Well, you can have a salad or chips, but I want something off the grill. Well, go somewhere else. We can't. Yeah. You come to a chili restaurant so with a chili allergy. So after, I don't know what you want me to tell you. So our, so restaurant, our logo is literally a chili and yeah. a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> our restaurant was okay for that, but because we had um, because part of the university, we had to accommodate basically everything. And I remember once because I, by default all of our meat was halal. Oh yeah, and we just never put it on the menu because. Why did you buy it? It's still no chicken. And I remember once um, we were serving a couple, and it's like, oh, um, is the chicken hard? Oh, yeah, it is. All, all I meat is, it's all bought from the same supplier. We yeah, yeah. And a guy overheard that and said, well, I don't want it then. Because he in his head, the word halal means Muslim. And yeah. in, in, in his Muslim means bad. Yeah. It's like, you don't even know what it means. Yeah, I you had just a... know You've heard a foreign sounding word and don't like Literally, it. Literally, so, I, I had um, a customer ring up once, and they went, oh, hi, um, I'm just wondering, I'm coming in with a table of X amount of people and was just wondering, one of our friends is very particular. Is your uh, food halal? I was like, no, it's not. Oh, that's great. We'll come in then. Thank you. I was like, oh my God, no. I was like, that should not be a question that you're asking. The only time you're asking that question is if you need to eat halal meat. The one that always got me though is, um, did you ever see the people who were going around putting stickers on bread and stuff? Yeah, that just says, it was halal. saying halal bread, and people were refusing to buy it oh, and no. accusing like Tesco for, oh, how dare you pander to immigrants because your bread's hot. It's like everything <laughs> that bread is has not... been killed in a certain way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's like, oh, yeah, this halal. Everything you're buying in this fucking te- Tesco is halal. Technically... We've mashed these grains using halal methods. <laughs> oh, it's, no. just, it's so good. <laughs> It's not good. It's horrible. No, I mean it's so good. It's for so just good ha- calling people out. Yeah, for highlighting yeah. just this. This is the most literal example I can get of you being an ignorant twat. Yeah, I was going to say just like 
absolute pinnacle of ignorance. All you know is that this is a bad word because it sounds foreign. Yeah. And if I attach it to bread, you think the bread is now tainted in some way and you if refuse to buy it. Muslim bread and I will not buy it. Just that, that oh, halal tap God, water. it is so horrible. I think what they need to do is they need to start a rumour and just say, oh, not rumour, but just say, sorry, oh yeah, um, the British government is now making sure all tap water is halal. <laughs> oh, <my God laughs> I bet you anything you would have people complain about that. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, you would. I wouldn't be surprised you just hear, like, our old man dies of dehydration from refusing <laughs> yeah. to drink the tap water. Just half of the fucking... Back in my day, this water was fresh and British. <laughs> it, was, it was filtered through the pigs. Oh, God. Just, oh, I don't drink any water. It's not got beef dipped in it. <laughs> Did you ever see that one? I think it was... Uh... Bacon-flavoured water. So, like, just while we're on halal, like, that is that's basically like the hidden gem of the supermarket as well. Because all the meat's really cheap. Yeah, because it's obviously priced for like certain people, but it's like you know what, if you don't mind, because you shouldn't. Yeah, it's good cheap meat. Mm. Yeah, because they, it's because we have we stock it for this, but we don't really know how many people buy it. Yeah, and I think one of the best things is when you go to the butchers. And have you ever been? Because I used to live on a uh, a road that had like quite you know, an ethnically diverse population, and there was like the halal butchers, and it was so fucking cheap. So I want to get some chicken breasts. It should go in like a pound, like four. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Hell okay. yeah. See, I've never really been to like butchers or anything, but I mean, if you're going to tell me I can get my chicken for cheaper, then Oh yeah, man. It's well yeah. good. But it's the stories that you're hearing, like dihydrogen monoxide, the famous one. Yeah. Of, of water's got dihydrogen monoxide in it. It's this odourless, colourless liquid that is addictive. And if you don't have, once you've had it once, if you don't have it within three days, you die. <laughs> and they're putting it, and it's injected into meat in restaurants and stuff like that. And they put like, a petition out for people to, um, uh, like, would you want to stop putting dihydrogen monoxide in water? It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't agree with that because it sounds dangerous. And that's, I mean, just for context, Carl. Dihydrogen monoxide is H2O, it's water. Yeah. That, is, that <laughs> is what water is, but because it sounds scary. Because it sounds like a scary chemical it's name. Like if you tell people. It's got dioxide. In yeah, it. you tell people that McDonald's puts sodium chloride on their chips, that sounds terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Salt. So oh, God, you're going to put some kind of like poisonous explosive yeah. on my chips. So you tell people sodium is, it reacts with water explosively and is highly corrosive. Um, so is chloride. It's, it can burn your eyes out and it'll seal your lungs as bad as mustard gas does. And we combine those elements and they put it into McDonald's. It's yep. salt. <laughs> it sounds scary. It does. And, and, and every day, millions of people ingest thousands of salt particles. <laughs> Sodium chloride particles. Yeah, they put it into your food. They put it into baby formulas. No, <laughs> they're going to get me. The poison in the baby. I think uh, a, a fun tangent to this in terms of petitions very like recently uh, is the Good Omens petition. What's this? So Good Omens is a internet show that's uh, just come out. It's apparently very, very good. It's got David Tennant in it. Uh, it's got like... It's, oh, yeah, it was an ad oh, it's, like, it's, like, it's like Bibi yeah. and stuff. If you add that uh, in my house. Yeah, it, it looks really good. But um, obviously because it's uh, religiously themed and there's, there's you know, a hubbub about it. Protesters have said, you know, oh, it's offensive. Um, it needs to be taken down. And 20,000 people have petitioned Netflix to stop production of the show. And take it down. Okay. And Netflix responded by saying, okay, guys, we hear you loud and clear. Uh, there'll be no more new episodes of Good Omens on Netflix. The issue is, it's an Amazon Prime show. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Oh, it's so stupid. Not even the most cursory amount of research done. Nope. Just Netflix stopped making I love the show. idea, though, that Netflix just 
puts out the statement of "Don't worry, we won't put any more." Yeah, on there will Netflix. be no more of these on Netflix. Yeah, that's we've, for sure. <laughs> we've heard that. We've heard you loud and clear. We are listening to you, fans. No more episodes of this show to be produced under Netflix banner. You've got that right. <laughs> Fuck you know. It's um, it's like you you could have done one Google. Or, like, all people knew was, like, internet show, it must be Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> not Amazon Prime or any of the other ones. No. A good one I like, it's, uh, it's 1960s, on July 4th, a journalist for a newspaper in Washington said, you know what I'm going to try and do today, just to see, for a laugh? I'm going to get the Bill of Rights, so he got the Bill of Rights, printed it off, and put it on a piece of paper as a petition. He said, how many pics, the Bill of Rights is quite radical, isn't it? Yeah, all men yeah. are created equally, That's I think that's what the Bill of Rights is. I'm probably getting confused with one of the other, but it's a founding, like a cornerstone of yeah. American democracy. He went, I wonder how many people would sign it today. And he said he went out into Washington and he tried to get people to sign it on July 4th. And one person recognised it and said, oh, of course I'd be happy to sign the Bill of Rights and recognise it. Everyone else refused to do it and at least three people called him a communist. Because, oh my because God. obviously they just see the la- the flowery, florid language that just says like, oh yeah, we demand equal representation for all men. Mm. And they're like, oh God, you, and they're calling him a communist. Like, this is what the, like, know, our, the so foundation funny. of our I democracy. Always, um, I want to find it now. It's a great story. I love the um, one in America where it's, it's the Bill of Rights where it's just like, oh, um, all men have the right to bear arms. Uh, that's the Constitution. The Constitution, yeah. yeah. Um, so... In the Constitution, they always go, oh, but, you know, don't take our guns away. In the Constitution, it says we have the right for them. And it's like, you have the right to, like, bear a musket. Yeah, a not musket a, that take, that fires a small pellet uh, and takes two minutes to reload. And not not something that can kill an entire crowd of people in ten seconds. I hear they're really yeah. good for schools. Like, that's oh, God. Of, no, Charlie. Christ, unavailable due to legal ridiculous, measures. isn't it? Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to find the actual story itself. Oh, no. But, yeah, I just love the argument of... I need to protect myself by having something that can kill hundreds of people in one go. In like less than a second. Yeah. It's just like turning around and just going, oh, no, I have the right to keep a bomb at home just in case somebody comes in. Like as, as someone not from the country, that is the weirdest thing when you go to America. Where you go to just the equivalent of the big Tesco, and there's just a gun section. What really? <laughs> yeah, you just get a shotgun. Yeah, oh yeah, Walmart. Just get shot, uh, there's shotgun there's Walmart. just there's just glass cabinets of guns. Yeah. Shit, man. Yeah. I thought you'd have to go to at least like gun nope. shops. No, nope. well, it's Walmart. It's got everything. What's the? Oh, it's me. the famous thing, and that... it's not like just hunting rifles. It's yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's that um, famous thing. Yeah. Uh, you do need. Do you you need a license to like have certain weapons in America, don't you? But yeah, like, but I mean, like that's the real like mini gun kind of shit. Oh, yeah. they're, they're not strict on it. No, no, no. But there's that the thing that um, I think Michael Moore in the, the documentary he did about it, the the one he used to just showcase like this is how ridiculous it is. You can get a gun from a bank. Oh a my bank. God. Uh, they'll do. They will hand the gun to you and the ammo in the bank. And just give you it. And then you just turn the gun on them <laughs> and go give well, them the fucking obviously you're money. Obviously, you're not going to do that, are you? But the idea that you're in a bank and they just hand you a rifle for like I mean, signing up and putting $200 in a checking account. You know what? If account. I was the bank teller, though, I wouldn't want to risk that chance. <laughs> but maybe Muslims are the problem. It's oh, so God. Good. Oh, God. This podcast is going places. No, Charlie, <laughs> don't do it. I can't wait for all the messages I get. I paid $5 to subscribe to you to hear this communist propaganda. <laughs> I, I need if, I need if the we, 18 guns in my house because what if somebody burgles me and has a gun as well? Why don't we take the guns away from both of you? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, no, but then, then it'll be like London and we'll be saturated with knife crime. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't move for knives. Yeah. 
<laughs> Charlie Trust Pat. me, I'm there. Yeah, Charlie's just everywhere you go. It's like being stuck on one of those. Uh, the, everybody's admiring my stab wounds right now. <laughs> yeah, they do it. Rumor exactly. has it, Charlie just walks around in a suit made of knives. Yeah, you got to do it. It's the only way. It's the only way. You've got to carry a bigger knife than them. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to just... Um, uh, just got to get Cloud Strife's sword out. I mean, just maybe bust. eventually they'll invent a weapon where that will surpass the knife and I can essentially knife someone from a few yards away. If only. I mean, <laughs> the, the, gun knife. Sure. <laughs> the gun The gun knife. The only way to protect yourself from a guy with a knife is with several more knives. No, Wolverine it, man. So strange. Yeah, I, I'm i going to America in about a week as well. This podcast will be going live when I'm Good in America. Good luck, So I can't Jesus, wait yeah. for the person who listens to it. It's like, oh shit, shit in our country, are you? It's like, oh no. You know what, we'll just put this one out later than the date you go. <laughs> yeah, it's I've okay. Got, I've just got the image of the guy. He like finishes it, takes off his headphones. And the next sound is just... <laughs> it's like, I'm gonna find him. I'm gonna show him. I, I'm gonna show him that owning a gun is American right by threatening with it. That I deserve to hold. It's just there. There is the the one case that always makes for me is just the Australia one. Yeah, where they banned guns, and it was if by magic the gun crime disappeared. We also know here don't blame. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had one single school shooting, mm. one. Yeah, and then everyone agreed. You know what? Let's never have this happen again. No. We've not had one since. And there's the famous. Well, you know what? Nobody, no, or not all of the country knows what they're talking about. Yeah. America knows what they're talking about when it comes to guns. Yeah. Nobody else does. Well, They've got that... a higher gun crime than everyone else, but they know what they're talking about, guys. It's, it's that famous picture of the Australian politician who, like, you know, um, proposed the legislation. And it shows you, it's like, you might notice that his suit looks a bit weird. That's because he was going to talk to, try and appeal to the crowd of people who were protesting against his legislation all of whom he knew were armed, yeah. and he's wearing a bulletproof vest. Yep. Because he was genuinely worried that someone might pull a gun out and just shoot him. You know what? And you know what? That'll prove that he's wrong. That'll yeah, prove there that. You go. Yeah. It's like... Killing him with a gun <laughs> will prove that he's wrong about getting rid of guns. So did you ever see that? It was, uh, I think someone wrote an article about it once, and in response to one of those, like, you know, right wing shitheads you get on um, Twitter, <laughs> yep. said, Oh, I printed off your article and shot it. And right. the, the, the top comment is the fact that you react to something you don't like by shooting it six times doesn't really support um, your argument that yeah. you shouldn't have. It's, like, it's an argument about people, maybe some people shouldn't terrifying. have guns. Yeah, may- and, maybe everybody shouldn't be allowed a gun. <laughs> your immediate reaction oh. is to shoot the paper. <laughs> Fuck just, you, paper. Just Go imagine, on. imagine doing that. Imagine getting so angry that you went to your printer, you like sat there pacing back and forth as it slowly prints out a piece of paper. With a you, gun. You I've just gun. got an image of like the old school printer yeah. line by line. Choo, right. choo, and, choo, you know, choo, choo, the choo, logistics of shooting a piece of paper. Did he have to go to his washing line, like, <laughs> peg, peg it up and then just like hand sign six rounds into it just from the left. Oh, there's a great one as and well. And then he, he felt had, really he, good. No, he, he had, had, he had to picture. find out how many uh, pages a bullet can pierce, print off that many copies of the article, and just shoot straight through until the bullet stops. It was a great, it's, uh, I think it's, um, oh yeah, I'm training my kids to shoot in the back garden. Oh, and they've got like a, a paper target on a fence. And the top comments are, imagine you just sat in your garden just sunbathing, then like six fucking bullets rip through <laughs> your lungs, fired by the six-year-old next door. Oh, <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? How is that a thing? <laughs> Just, you just sat there enjoying your life and suddenly six bullets <laughs> tear through your sternum. <laughs> and the last thing you hear is just like, yeah, but freedom though. You know what? That paper oh, target man, screamed we... really realistically. It's like you get, to, you get to hospital though and you get out and you get an $80,000 medical bill and you go bankrupt and then you're homeless and then you get arrested for not paying your medical bills and then you get free medical care in prison and you get told, well, this is what freedom is. 
It like, is. This is what this is what the founding but fathers wanted. Then you can just like you can get out of prison. You can go to that Walmart and you can buy your goddamn gun. <laughs> you can go to the back. You can get his. Phone. And you can get revenge on that six-year-old child. <laughs> oh, I know God. most of it is just like culture shock. But for three British people, it's so it baffling. It's bizarre from our perspective. It's like when I was over there as well, like just in the airport, and the first thing you see is just this fucking rent a cop with a gun, yeah. and he's got just a handgun, and the holster's not even fastened properly. Yeah. And you compare that to over here when we had um, the, I don't know what he was on, it was uh, when the terrorism level got raised. Yeah. And obviously, yeah, yeah. I live near a major transportation hub, a train station. And they have the armed police officers mm. who are walking around. They're with, super jarring. But they're walking around with machine guns. Mm. But you can see them there. And they're always the most ridiculously in-shape people you have ever seen. Yeah. And I, I think, you know what? That guy should probably hold a gun. He has been fully trained and you see, to they, like, equip this gun and use it properly at all times. And they are constantly, they have their hands on it and they have that, the, thing, the trigger yeah. discipline. Yeah. And they never, and any time someone comes and talks to them, because people ask them for directions and yeah. stuff like that, they will instinctually move away so the gun is not pointing yeah. at somebody. And think, yeah. You know what? He's probably spent every day of his life training to do this. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then I went to America and the first thing I see is just a rent a cop with his holster not even fast. It's, it's like, almost as if you need, should have to have some sort of vetted training to handle this <laughs> machine, this weapon as master. I just saw him and I could just walk up and just grab that off him. And I, I reckon I could take that policeman. <laughs> I fucking dare you. And also, I mean, the likelihood is you could probably run faster than him I probably well. could, yeah. And then I look at the arms who all travel in groups of three as well. Mm. So they're all, And they're always watching each other's panic. I could not. I would not get within five foot of that guy no, before exactly. he would pull me down. Probably with my punching And as well, me. if you always look, they always have like eyeline of each other. Yes. So yeah. if one person gets trouble, you've got like three other trained guards with machine guns. You've got at least it. two other rounds coming your way. Yeah. Well, did you ever see that thing? It was, uh, I forget what, was it the Ralmoot thing? Where it was the officer who shot him in the leg. And it basically um, it was a breakdown in an act, I think it was for Cracked. They got a British policeman to break down um, a lot of the things that happened in America. And he said, uh, over here, obviously, we have armed response units who are trained in not only using a gun, but de-escalation and first aid. Mm. And the first thing they're trained to do is like, de-escalate above all else. Yeah, yeah. And he compared that to like an American. So, oh, the first thing they do is point, escalate. The first thing they do is point the gun at somebody, and that's, yeah. that should be the last thing you do. I think there's an American soldier yeah. breaking it down as well, where he says that is the last thing you do because um, you don't point your gun at something unless you want it to die. Yeah, it should mm. be the absolute because... last resort after. And then he shows that. Oh, here are police officers in full military gear immediately responding by pointing guns at yep. protesters. Well, like, yeah. I think that shows like the the first reaction you're going to have to someone pointing a gun at you. Oh, you're going to panic. Is panic and do something stupid. Mm. Whereas, yeah, as you say, if you're trying to de-escalate it, Usually, it's a lot yeah. easier to just not so, point a gun at somebody. Probably not the best example, but uh, the new season of Black Mirror, there's like a there's a whole situation with police and there's guns and stuff. And there's essentially there's a guy in a car. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's the but it's the British police. Yeah, it's, so a, it's British police, and like I can only assume that that's true to life how that operates Usually, to yeah. an extent. And like the amount of loopholes they have before someone can even point a gun. Oh yeah, yeah, is just like I'd recommend that as, yeah, as an idea for someone to go watch because that's how the British police work. Like, yeah, um, because every bullet fired is something that someone has to do like a, a mile of paperwork yeah. for. So, and like every bullet and every shot, they need an approval from their like commanding officer or whatever it is. And you need you know. to be able to say, is there another way you can solve this? And yeah. usually the answer is yes. Yeah. I mean, I would say over 99% of the time, the option is 
do something and, else. Know, that's that's TV. It's going to be dramatized. Oh, obviously, yeah, yeah. But you know, there's probably something to take out of it. Well, it's Charlie Brooker, so he usually does his research. Exactly. But yeah. it's yeah, that is um, the way they do it. The fact that all um, British Armed Police are trained in first aid and um, trauma. So if yeah. they shoot somebody, the first thing they're told to do is not is go over and then start administering yeah. um, life saving aid until like you know an ambulance crew can get there. And all as well as it is a neutralizing shot. If they ever shoot people, it is to neutralize it, is not to kill. Shooting the leg. Yeah. Mm. Then you've got like um you so Whereas it. America will just instantly like spam bullets into your chest. <laughs> it's it's bad to generalise. There are so many videos just coming out and you see like what is the one? Is it like the police officer who stood on the bonnet of someone's car and fired 16 bullets through the windscreen? Yeah. And then they asked him what he did and I was in fear for my life. It's like you don't stand on the wind on the yeah. bonnet firing just endless round whilst I mean well, it's it's always like the 45 year old like white cop and it's just like I was threatened I had to put him down. It's like he was a 16 year old kid. Like, also, yeah. they were running away. Yeah. So yeah. I feel <laughs> when people run away from me, I'm threatened. Well, what what did he have? And he, you know to 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 force 16 shots into this guy, you know, he must have been armed too. I mean, he had a bike. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. He had some papers in his bag. And again, there's probably people getting so mad right now. But this yeah. is this is the image we have of your... Like, yeah. For Americans who've managed to sit through it, this is the like, this is what our media filters out to represent your country with, and it's not great. It's, it's really not, not. It's not ideal. It's not re- the best Remember image. to listen to Carl's podcast, because we talk about games... We talk about uh, silly advertising things and gun control. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I guess it's a it's a perspective that is I hope would be valuable at least to a few people. If, if we change one mind, we're happy. But the idea that we are so baffled by it to the point yeah. where it is, we find it funny because of how ludicrous it seems. Like the idea, and obviously, we get a dramatized version of it because mm, we are yeah. looking at it through a media lens. But which, still. Is, which is going to do the most dramatic aspect. But the fact we find it. It's so over top, so stupid. We find it funny because it's that hard to believe mm. that you would have people, right? The idea, if some, if there was a news story in our country of a police officer standing on the bonnet of a car firing 45 handgun rounds. God, it'd be insane. Into the front passenger seat as the person had their hands above their head. That would be national news for about six weeks straight. Yeah. yeah. And it just happened. It's crazy. It happens often. The inquest would be something else. Yeah. But that's why so, I'm hoping that that perspective of we'd find it so absurd to the point where we it doesn't even sound real. It sounds like something you would make up yeah. to make a country sound bad. Welcome to Mega City One. <laughs> it does. Oh, Do you see someone work that out though? Mega City One with a, with a series where Judge Dredd lives. And they say there's like, oh, was it a thousand crimes committed every day? Oh, no. There are statistics that you can be gleaned. Yeah, yeah at yeah. the start of like the most recent Dredd film, they pull up statistics. But if you compare it to like American, actual American, American crime statistics, yeah. it's quite a safe yeah. city. Pleasant. Yeah, Mega City One, a post-apocalyptic dystopian nightmare future where the police are legally allowed to just shoot people. Judge, jury, and executioner. All in one go while riding around on kick-ass motorcycles has a lower crime rate than some cities in the United States. Mm. And I think as well, there's people like looked in the comics and said, actually, no, Judge Dredd, is probably he probably kills less people throughout his thing than the American police. Like the judges are probably better. Bring the judges in. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, so because, do you know what? Judge Dredd arrests people sometimes. He does. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Not most of the time. But yeah, that is a, he's got those handcuffs just to look at. There are statistics. That's true. Like Mega City One has a lower crime rate than some American cities. <laughs> oh, God. And that is supposed to, that was some, I think it's British, isn't it? I think Judge Dredd. 
yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that is some British guy, and that's the most absurd, ridiculous statistic you could think of, and he couldn't even trump reality. God damn. Crazy, eh? And you know what? I think that's a good place yeah, to that's end. Probably yeah. a place to Do you end, want the bookend of this? Maybe you want to cut some out, Lucas. I don't know. No, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. It's fine. Let's not cut this out. You know what? I'm just not going to America for a couple of years. I am. Just until it does settle. Oh, God. <laughs> so how dare you? I'm gonna fl- Maybe we wait a little bit to upload this one. <laughs> Do I can't wait for, though? Someone, because someone will. Someone will threaten to beat me up or shoot me for saying that. And that just proves the point. The worst thing is, I think this is mm. going up like a day before you go to America. Ah, it's fine. I can take it. Oh God, don't say that, Carl. No, it's fine. Carl, don't say Carl's that. ability to take bullets confirmed. No, I'm, all, I'm only going to Los Angeles. There's not oh, a lot of gun God. crime there, is there? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, God. No, it's fine. I'm going to Anime Expo. Welcome to the last ever... Worse. You don't know which ones are real. Oh, no. Welcome Just... to the last ever Carl's Corner. There's a guy dressed as Joker. So what do I do? Oh, no, Carl. Oh, man. Oh, the worst bit is I'm going to go to the Anime Expo, and then if someone's going to be there who's super right-wing, super offended, but they'll be dressed like a fucking anime character. So it'll be like... They'll just be dressed as diva. They're usually pretty left at those places. But it'll be like talking to someone with an anime avatar on the Twitter thing in real life. Oh, no. It's the real-life version of it. Oh, God. Oh, it's going to happen. I can't wait. The thing is, though, the variation in the podcast we're going to be doing, because in a couple of weeks, we can't watch you do an anime expo. So I was really weirded out, because I'm not wearing a costume. Yeah, that's I fine. There's plenty of people on. Yeah, I can't be asked. I'm just going like jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So my story is going to be, what did you do? So I wandered around. I, I don't really watch much anime, but I was invited. Mm. And I didn't understand fucking anything. It's great, though. I'm going to try and find myself a Dragon Ball monk. Yeah, I'm sure you will. I, want, I, I mean, want. I'm sure you will probably get hundreds, yeah, Adam, like, I, shoved down your throat for only $20. Yeah, if I was looking at the guests, it's like, oh, cool, is anyone going that I recognize? Nope. <laughs> don't recognize fucking anybody. So I applied. I said, oh, I'm coming. And I have like 400,000 subscribers. Can I have a free ticket? And they just never go back to me. Yeah. So clearly, I am not big enough to be on the radar of anime expo. To be fair though, you're probably not like a cosplayer or like a voice actor. Yeah, it's not their demographic. It's not what you think. I'd be like swing some of that YouTube um, fame around. No. Anime expo ghosted me. Said nothing. (laughs) Oh, God. Bollocks to it. Maybe next time, eh? Maybe next time. You so, know what? Go subscribe to Fight Fiend. Maybe at 500,000, they'll give them a free ticket. <laughs> I want a free ticket. I've got to pay. It's well going. Oh, oh man. Dear. But, yeah. Thank you for listening to our ill-informed rants about gun control. Yeah. And uh, wine. For Americans, well, that must make a difference from the news, but there you go. There you go. And wine, yeah. Yeah. I hope you people learn a lot today. Mostly two things wine. we know a lot about. Gun control and wine. <laughs> the two things. We spoke about video games, food, and guns. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? The trifecta. The triple That's threat. It. That's, That's the way it's bit. done. Is there anything you guys want to advertise? I'm going to guess like you're going to change your names now. Jeff. Jeff. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Don't use your real name in this one. I oh, yeah. I, I, I'm like Jeff McCartney now. Um, no, uh, so as mentioned earlier, the start of the podcast, um, we recorded some stuff on my YouTube last night, just had some drinks, played some games, had a lot of fun. Yeah, we did laugh. And, uh, you know. That'll be live now, won't it? Yeah, so. So, yeah, uh, some of the episodes will be live. I don't know how I'm going to roll it out. Be a while before we all get together, so I'm going to spread the content out a little bit. There we go. Give myself some time. Check out, Mario, is, uh, check out the Mario Party when it goes up. That is, a, it is. that is a riot. It is. It certainly is. But yeah, you can find that at youtube.com slash slash Legend of Canto, or just search for Legend Canto, of Canto. Legend, <laughs> no, Legend of Canto on <laughs> it's, YouTube. It's going. Stop it, Charlie. But yeah, this. go subscribe if you want. Go have a little look. And for mine, and I'm not going to advertise any of my stuff, please don't yell at me on Twitter about the gun thing. I'm I really love sorry. how Carl stopped promoting himself to just please leave me alone. Because all, all people do is yell at me, and it's really upsetting. You know what? I'm for, just... those, for those fans, 
those two fans out there that don't want to shout out Carl, just say hello at Anime Expo. There we go, do that. Don't, please don't shoot me. Don't say hello <laughs> with your gun, though. Yeah. <laughs> the fact I have to say, please don't threaten to shoot me, is... Um, that's the, that's where the point of my life I'm at now. <laughs> that's it. That's when you know you've made it. Please put your weapon down. Yeah, please. All, all I'm trying to do is just talk, but it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, have a good week. Uh, maybe next week we won't get as serious. But you know what? I'm glad that it happened. That is the joys of the improvised podcast. It we is, never yeah. know where it's going to go. what happens when you do it hungover. It is. <laughs> to a dark place. <laughs> the joy is like, it's similar to when you're drunk. Because I think the drunker you get, the more philosophical and... Um, it just gets real, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. The more... The more you think you understand philosophical problems, oh, yeah. you have less of an idea, but you your ego rises to the point where you yeah. think you know what I you're talking about. I can solve about. every problem in the world. Yeah. When because I'm, I'm four pints in. Yeah, that fourth pint. You know what? This is how I solve the gun problem <laughs> in America. And I can solve every single problem in politics. You know what? We probably haven't solved much, but I'd hope at the very least it was entertaining. I hope so. That's, That's or, all we aim to do. Or infuriating, which means that someone out there has now got their anger for the week. We, so, we aim to be... No, don't, don't make people with guns angry. No, to that guy. We aim to be insightful, entertaining, <laughs> or just plain infuriating. Yeah, to the person who's now pissed off and angrily messaging it on Twitter or sharing this on their... Be careful, they'll print out the podcast yeah. to shoot it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> No, just the USB drive with the podcast on. Just shoot it. You know what? That's a good shot. I respect that. <laughs> but to that person who's now angry with me, um, you're welcome for the fact that you've now got the thing that's going to sustain you for the rest of the day. And thank you for Have listening. Fun. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Let's go play Smash. Oh, God. Yeah.